Long past the hour for quitting labor, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognized nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Episode number 118. I am After Lodge Jason, coming to you from the base of Pikey Mountain, the very root of Pikey Mountain. Not a valley, just the bottom of the mountain. It's just the bottom of the mountain. Mm. It's the roots. The deep, deep seated roots of Pikey Mountain. Joined this week by Worshipless Producer a Brewster. Gentlemen. Who every week gets a little bit more handsome. Have you noticed this, Tom? Well, thank you. Like, I'm really starting to, I, I like... I feel like he's setting me up for a joke here. But no, I really feel like cutting you. I appreciate it. Because you're, like, aging well or more well than I did. Mm. And your well, grammar's better, too. You know why that is. No. It's the drugs, Jason. Oh. You, can you sell me it's, some it, of it's what It's that giant... No, you've done them all. Oh. <laughs> there are none up. left for me to do yeah. so, so that I cannot age as poorly as you did. Trust me, there's plenty out there. There's, <laughs> there's some left. And also joined by the angry chaplain himself, Chaplain Tony. Yeah. How are you doing, Tony? Yeah. Been a week. Mm. What the heck? Good talk, brother. Um, <laughs> Harlan is not here at the moment. He will be here later to uh, talk about some stuff. Also explain why we had no show last week. If y'all didn't notice, we didn't have a new one. Uh, I think it's perm set, and he's probably good to go now. I will say we did re-release an excellent episode. I think so. It's, I think that show is like, favorites. Yeah. That show is kind of where we decided, yeah, we're going to do this thing and not that thing. Right. That, that, it it kind of set the pace for the for the rest of the episodes, and it, it, it started a lot of good running things that, that, that we've done on this show. I had forgot that I used to bring you all breakfast sandwiches. I know, I used right? To be nice back in the day. What happened there? I hate you all. Oh, okay. If you remember... But you hated us then. I did, but not as much. Uh, where's that line? What, what do I have to do to get you to like me okay. just a little no, bit more? Like I hated, so I'm above that. I bar. hated you like the Germans hated the Brits in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Now I hate you like the Germans hated the Russians. Mm. It's a completely different level of hate and and vicious. Well, there, there's so what you're telling me is there's still at least one more level of hate that I can go down to because there was 
somebody they hated more than the Russians? No, the Russians, no. they they treated the war. Like, the Russians were... You don't... No. Really? Okay. But, the, no, the Jews aren't people. Why was that? Was that because the Russians and the Germans started out kind of on the same side, and then and then they decided they w- didn't want to be friends anymore? No, it, it, it's it's that thing in war, like, welcome to uh, Dan Carlin Light. <laughs> it's, it's, that th- it's, it's that thing at war when somebody commits, starts committing atrocities, then the other side steps up the atrocities, then the other side steps it up even more, and it just, like... Stacks on top of one you another. You torture me, to I'm going to torture you back worse. You're going to yeah. torture me back worse. That's, and then it just gets out of hand. That's what happened on the Eastern Front of World War II. Is like you had situations on both sides where it was hideous treatment of the enemy. Where on the Western Front, like with the Americans and the Brits and stuff, it wasn't like fantastic treatment, but it was way better than what it was on the Russian side. There wasn't a super, super animosity. Like, you hated the enemy, but you didn't, like, want to, like, do everything you could do to make the enemy suffer before you killed him. So there was there was an extreme level of escalation there, and your escalation is just not bringing us breakfast sandwiches. I guess I, guess I can live with but that. But that makes... That's pretty bad for me. I'm a, I'm a kind, generous man. Uh, Knowing this information uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, growing up, I used to watch a TV show called Hogan's Heroes. Mm-hmm. And really, not knowing the history, when they would the documentary known as Hogan's Heroes, right? When they would threaten, to, yes. like Sergeant Schultz or Colonel mm-hmm. Clink, uh, to go, I'm going to send you to the Russian front, and they would all get scared. They didn't want to go there. Yeah, no, that's yeah. why that was the bad place. The to Russian be. front was horrible for both sides. Wow. Okay. So now, if I watch Hogan's Heroes again, I'll understand the show a little better. I mean, just is, to give you an example of one thing they would do is they went into a hospital pulled the people out of the hospital, mostly soldiers, pulled the soldiers out. And this is during the one of the coldest Russian winters since Napoleon tried to invade Russia and threw them out the windows and then turned a hose on them. Hmm. So they're naked and then they're turning the hose on them and the water's freezing almost as fast as it hits them. So they're being froze to death and encased in ice probably before they die. But wouldn't the hose make it less bad? Because no. if you were out there not with the the water would make you freeze faster. I would think get colder, <laughs> hypothermic faster. I understand and what so you're saying. Would, no, so so would, you're saying you would suffer would short, less. You would yeah, you know, it would shorten the duration. Whereas if you were just out there without water, but you would slowly freeze. You also bit. have the knowledge that your enemy has taken the wounded, which in pretty much all civil civilized warfare is kind of an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. But since the civilized age, you never really went after the wounded that hard. Like, you might not care for them like you should, but you didn't, like, abuse the wounded. Right. That you capture a hospital that's full of mostly soldiers, and then you know that soldier, as he's dying, because he's already wounded, as he's dying from from the water, is encased in ice and knows that, like, he's going to die like this right now. Whereas somebody that dies of, like, hypothermia over the course of a night has hope that, but now he's encased in ice, can't even move. He knows it's almost over. It was just horrible. Like, they Mm -hmm. would just do really, really horrible stuff to each other as often as they could. That is horrible. Horrible. I don't... Th- I, when did the Geneva Conference come about? Was that before or after World War? I mean, when did the rules of war, as far as that goes, like how you're supposed well, to you had prisoners? you had one, like some before, like... Um, not the Geneva... But I don't had, mean to get all boring, but I... I no, you had some before War One that, like... <clears throat> Uh, for what? example, like like biological weapons, you couldn't use like chemical weapons. You weren't supposed to be able to use. Well, they used that in World War One. But though. the way it was worded was you couldn't like make shells that had them. 
So what they would do is they would take canisters, wait till the wind was right, and then open them up so they would all go over to the enemy. So they didn't like they shoot would, them there. They no. let the wind drift. They would find ways around it's it. It's like back during the Revolutionary War, it was like considered impolite to like shoot the other side's officers. You didn't shoot the officers. You know those were like off yeah. off limits. Then starting around War One, like you want to shoot the officers. Yeah. Like, that's who your target is. And then when it got to Vietnam, that's who you picked out. You wanted to shoot, yeah. you know, that nobody wore their rank or anything. Well, that's guerrilla you... warfare. That's 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 the hit-and-run tactics. That's... Vasily Zaitsev came along and killed however many hundreds of officers. He only killed officers. So then they stopped. Um, oh, yeah, officers, and, officers. officers in Vietnam, like, like, would put on, like, private stripes. Right. I can see a lot of people turning down a promotion. <laughs> no, not, you know what? You're I'm being promoted. Uh, <laughs> can no, I? Can no, I not? You. Well, that's been a thing in all of war, though. I'm kind of happy yeah. here. I, that's been a thing in all of warfare, though. Imagine if like you're in a unit and you're tight with the guys in your unit, and now now take it back to like war one times where your unit was not like made by the army. It wasn't a mishmash. Everybody, most of the time, you were fighting with people from that you knew from your area. Like they would pull like, all right, this is the. <clears throat> this is the Pennsylvania regiment from this town. So you're fighting next to your friends, basically the people, you know, from around your town. So a, it makes you fight a little bit harder, but the downside of that is when you see your next door neighbor's head get exploded, it has more of a psychological impact. That was the guy you him. grew up with, you right. played with and now. Yeah. So yeah. And I forgot where I was going with this. You had said something and I was going to use that and then go into something else, but people um, not wanting to be officers. Yeah, so like a lot of times people would turn down battlefield promotions because they don't want to be the one giving the orders who gets their friends, buddies, so on killed all the way up to like that was common in World War Two even because those guys had tight bonds and they had trained together most of the time and went to war together. And now if you're the one giving the orders, you're the one when nobody volunteers to go check this house, you're sending three dudes in that house to check it out and one of them comes out dead, you you're the one who put him in that house. Yeah. So a lot of people turned down those promotions too, and had to be forced to take them. That was hmm. kind of common. I don't know. I'm sorry to. I didn't mean to tangent on that. I just no, it's interesting. It's fine. I yes. learned. I learned some stuff yesterday. We had a two hour discussion on on Sparta with me and Bruce. Oh, and that was so good. Can we do that again? Sp- Bruce How wants to awesome live in Sparta, Sparta and I want to live in Athens. Well, we were talking last night late about where were the Chinese at in World War Two? What happened? Where you know you hear about everybody else but the Chinese. So. That wasn't late last night. That was yesterday afternoon. You have no concept of time. Was it? We yeah. were here for like yeah. 12 hours yesterday. It yeah, all kind of just blends together. When you're an together. old man and you eat dinner at 3.30, I'm pretty sure. To, Dude, to like it I, was late. Like, I understand what you're right. saying. Like, I hate how that's a thing because I've always liked dinner early. Yeah. Like, I always like going to bed on an empty stomach. I sleep better on an empty stomach. I'm just the opposite. Really? I eat dinner at like 8. Ugh. Yeah. I think what it is is when I was a kid. We I like going to bed with a full stomach. When I was a kid, my dad always worked two jobs. He owned a, a small business and, and worked for a factory during the day. So we didn't get dinner to like 8.30 some nights. Mm. And I would go to bed at 10. I don't know if that's something that just happened to me as a kid that I wound up hating. Hmm. I was always upset because I'd be hungry all day and be like, when's dinner? Right. And then you grew up and realized your dad worked two jobs to give you dinner. And you were like... I can't believe I was that mad that I had to eat dinner late when I did. my dad was doing what he was doing for me. I did, and that's the only reason I don't 100% hate my dad, because he did a lot of other shit that was very asshole mm-hmm. moves. He bought a lot of passes with that. A lot of just, meh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Dinner mm-hmm. at 8.30. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, Tony. Yes, sir. How was your week, sir? Uh, Two weeks. 
Wow. Have you rode that bicycle, Annie? Yes. Lies. Lies. <laughs> He's still thinking. No, I haven't. I take that back. He rode it from his house no. to his truck to put it on his truck so he and could drive it around from with the it lodge on his back truck. to the truck. Oh, that's true. He did ride mm-hmm. it from his truck to the room in here. Yep. And then left again. It's been cold. What kind of asshole drives a, a, a bicycle inside cold. a lodge room? It was 70 like two days ago. It's been I've been out of town. I was traveling. Dude, all week. Why don't you nice. take your bike with you? And Because uh, I had to fly. Just and, he's like going to Baltimore. To the, the, airplane, the, plane, can't they? the airplane doesn't have a bike rack on the front like a <laughs> bus does. It doesn't. It does. No, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't flown in a while. <laughs> but my point is, he's going to Baltimore. I don't know that you want to be on a bicycle in Baltimore. Uh, that's true. They may think you're a drug runner and shoot you just because. Uh, so, I, so I was there all week long. But uh, yeah, it's been a it's, it's it's been a heck of a week. I was in Baltimore corporate, had all the managers and sales reps and everything there for a corporate meeting. And you're there. I'm leading the meetings, but I've also got the owner of the company and the the really important people, you know, as far as the executive president and CEO and all this stuff, watching every move you make the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's been a very stressful week for me. So you got to stay on point. Yeah, you had to, you had to be on. You know, it's like you're on freaking. No bullshit and fart time for Tony. He's. But you got to have enough to keep everybody motivated and moving. So you got to balance the business with the lightheartedness, with the assholiness of a. Oh, well, let manager. me help you out here. Mm-hmm. You, you want to know how they did that in the eighties? Cocaine, okay. copious amounts of cocaine. <laughs> that's that's how they handled it in the eighties. But uh, so don't don't do that, Tony. That's how you get Gordon Greco. So it's the, copious amounts of cocaine and greed. So that was basically my whole week. Yeah, it was. I'm early in the morning and I don't I know you get up early in the morning but I was getting up at 5 Six o'clock days in the morning and then my nights were mm-hmm. ending at 11 11.30 at night and mm-hmm. and just happened to be on it's horrible. point yeah. sounds rough yes. I haven't I haven't not woke up by an alarm clock except for one day since November wait a minute I didn't that's not woke a, up. an alarm clock wakes me up okay. every day except for one day in all of the days since November. Even on Sundays? Mm-hmm. Why do you get up early on Sundays for? Because I'm here. Come dummy. do this. Well, dude, you have to, we don't do this till later on in the yeah, morning. Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't leave from Lodge until 3 a.m. I don't wind up going to bed on Saturday nights till like 4. There was one night I didn't go to bed till 5, and I didn't realize it was 5. I still thought it was 3-ish. And you I know, looked at, and I was like, I, I gotta go to bed, y'all. There's a lot of times, though, on After Lodge, if we, if we do get into one of those discussions... Mm-hmm. You don't realize that it's two o'clock in the morning until you look down. And you're like, "Oh heck!" Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I was not going to do this this week. I was going to go be a good boy and be home by midnight. And the next thing you know, it's two thirty in the morning. And you're you've done it again. I'm getting texts from my wife of revealing pictures. Like, mm-hmm. are you coming home tonight? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm out. Sad part is she sent three last night before I finally headed out the door. Mm-hmm. She's got to feel bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Normally it's one, and I'm Phew! nope. So, uh, so I had a good week. No, you didn't. You just explained all the ways yeah. that your week was bad. You just spent five minutes telling us how awful I have your a, week I, was. I've got a good week because if there was ever a, wi- a time that I was going to get canned. It would have been this week. It would have been this <laughs> You made week. it through. And so by making it through this week, I feel like I oh, I can pretty much, go. yeah. You've been through the month. Screw up anything, yeah. Or they're just like fixing up your severance package and it's going to take a week to get it mm-hmm. taken care of. Not to make you worry, but that's a thing that's maybe happening right now. With what I do with the company. Oh, you're irreplaceable. I forgot about that. No. Yeah. Everybody's irreplaceable. 
pretty much so. He tried to deny it at first and <laughs> couldn't I, do it. I tried to be humble, but it just didn't stop. Yeah. I, I hate to tell you this, Tony. He's, he's not a humble person. Everybody can be replaced. Well, it's close. Um, in our company, it's a – with what our company does, I do something different than what the rest of the company – because it's a different product. They're heating and air I th- conditioning. I think everybody thinks that. Yeah. Um, well, they're heating and air conditioning – Everybody knows I'm a propane guy, okay? So I'm like, and they're scared of propane. They don't know what we do because our division runs different. It runs differently than the rest. And so they let us, I get emails all the time that says, okay, you have to do this. Can I point out to you we that don't have to do there it are it lots of fit us? I mean, I hate to say this, but there are lots of propane guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And one of them could do what you do. Maybe not in your company, but they could have an outside hire. That's, that's true. Because when true. I quit being an electrician, I thought I was really screwing them because I was the only guy in the whole company that understands small wire, signal wire. Uh-huh. Like, electricians just didn't understand it. I was the only electrician there who understood it. Before my two weeks was up, they had my replacement hired from outside. And, and he was... I want to say he wasn't as good as me, but he may have been a little bit better. Now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Your replacement. Well, Tell us about how great your yeah. week was. It was a good week because I still got a job. And, uh, for now. As far as you yeah. know. And I for think now. I'm going to keep it for a while. Maybe. We'll All see. Right. Not my only time will tell. It's a good week. Any any week you don't get fired is a pretty good week. Every hour I don't get fired. I'm like, well, <laughs> made it past noon. They can't get me until four now. Oh, 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 did I tell you what happened? I do got to tell you what oh. happened. That's what we're doing. What Tony, is it, Donald? You're, you're, you're telling us what take, happened. I don't want to take up too much time. Can I tell you? Yeah, go. Get, okay. Go. Okay. Okay. Listen. It's not funny. Okay. Right. Oh, are you going to are you don't, laughing don't tell that story. as you're saying it's if not you're, funny? If you're talking about your buddy, they okay. called you. Don't tell that story. Okay, I'm not going to tell that story. No, because that's too. Mm. Not really. It's there's no way for it to come across the way it actually is. Okay. Well, now it, everybody's wondering what we got to cut this. It's whole just segment. it's just a dude who screwed with you back in the day. You screwed back with I it, not in a major way. No, just a little tiny like needling. He didn't really even screw with me. He, he just did. Didn't. Okay. I used to work for a company, and I was in a position. I trained this new guy. I was going to tell it anyway. Good. Blah, blah, right. blah, as things went by. And uh, I ended up, there were some changes in the company. I did disagree with the changes in the company. Which is always uh, productive for your employment. At one point, I told this, as I was traveling around throughout the country, I'd run across this other guy. We would have arguments. And at one in the hotel lobby, one time I asked him, I said, okay, are you drunk or are you stupid? Now, if you're if you're drunk, you're going to sober up, and tomorrow we can have a decent conversation. Mm-hmm. But if you're stupid, you're still going to be stupid. You're tomorrow. still going to be stupid tomorrow. Right. So there's no sense. I say the same thing about ugly and drunk, though. Okay. Right. <laughs> and so, so, so did Winston Churchill. That's where I got it. From. He was the well. Yeah. I never knew that this guy. Sir, if I had a husband like you, I would poison his coffee, ma'am. If I had a wife like you, I would drink it. <laughs> well, I never knew that this guy was going to wind up being the president of the company. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that's why you have to be. On this that's one. why you have to be nice to everyone you meet, Tony. <laughs> right. So uh, to be fair for Tony to Jason. say to be fair to for Tony to say that to somebody in real life, meaning it, mm-hmm. he had to have really, that's really sweet. deserved that's it. True. Because because yeah, the dude probably deserved it like. A hundred percent, and Tony waited till it got to five hundred percent before he actually said it. Right. It, it was bad. It was. Uh, we were talking earlier that you. How many good bosses have you actually had? Because you get promoted to the level of incompetency. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing a good job where you're at, well, we're going to promote you. Right. But you and you that keeps happening until you don't do a good job. Then you're really doing a crappy job, and you're you're really not doing a. 
You just stay there. Good job at that level, and that's where you end up staying. So you stay at your level of incompetency. You know, you're, True. That's where you're promoted to. Anyway, so. It's a good insight. Three days after this guy got made president of the company, this other guy shows up in my office that I had trained and says, we're going to go a different direction, and we're not going to give you this job that you were going to get that was going to run the whole state. We're going okay. to give you this kind of flunky job where you're, you're going to be our whipping boy. Something to match your level of incompetency. Exactly. And I told him, uh, no, thank you, and left. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fast forward 15 years, 10 years. Well, and to be fair, you start your own company. I start my own company. And you start taking their business. I You're start. a direct competitor of the company you were working for at this point. Correct. And, and and stealing, not stealing business, but you're taking their business hand over fit. Like you're you're working like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest at this point in your life. The growth was only limited by how fast I could buy equipment. You couldn't find the equipment. Business. Yeah. Right. You couldn't <laughs> find the equipment to buy that you needed. Exactly. Yeah. And so I get a call this past week from the guy who has been canned last week asking me for a job in my current position. <laughs> and, and to be fair, what happened to the you company? You immediately start rubbing your hands together. To clear it up, because people know you work for a major company now, not like yeah. a local company. To clear, You sold the company for a, a hefty profit. Hefty a, a is a he relative term. A hefty profit before taxes. I don't want anybody to think I'm wealthy or He's not. I'm not. No, you've got to work. I've got to go to work. But yeah. it's not like you did not lose any money by starting your own business. You made a successful no. business, turned a profit. Exactly. No, no, I, no, I came out And then got well. really a better job with more stability and security. Yeah, and with, with less bull. Coming out smelling like a rose. This is the best thing ever happened. You was leaving that other And company. I would have never left it if I hadn't been yeah. You would have been close. loyal for the rest, because you started there. You would have right. been loyal for the rest of your life as I, long as they were loyal I, I, to you. I would have died at that company. They screwed you and wound up screwing themselves. Right. And so he calls you for a job last week because turns out the company's going in a different direction from him this time. And luckily, I did have a job available. It was uh, in the warehouse. It's not true. No, you got to <laughs> tell the, the whole thing if you're going to tell it. I, I did. I had to. I do have a no. couple jobs available. You had a training job available that was a decent, nice job that paid over fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And you offer this guy a, a warehouse job for twelve bucks an hour, sweeping the warehouse floor, <laughs> and telling him he could work his way up. But that's all you've got. Exactly. Then you hire a a guy you know that talks to him often. No, I hire <laughs> one of his other employees. Yes. That he knows, so you know he's going to find out. Uh, this dude, after he called you, got hired for a training position yes. that would have been a nice job for him to have. He's going to know that you didn't tell him about the job intentionally. That I gave what a, this guy, yeah, mm -hmm. that I gave the other guy the training, the nice position, yeah. and offered the executive vice president this other company. Yeah. The job sweeping floor. It was a so it was a little. Here's the important question: Is consider, has, would you consider that a prick move? I didn't mean for it to be a. prick Yes, you move. did. It's, a you absolutely it's, it's did. a prick move, but some prick moves are deserved. But sometimes, uh, yeah. if you're being a no, prick to a that, prick, it's deserved. not a bad thing. But the problem was, this guy had been promoted to the level of incompetency. I was giving him a job more in line with his ability. Well, <laughs> Which you is know sweeping what? the warehouse floor. <laughs> you know what? You gave him a job. You know so what? so it's it's not a prick move. He wasn't going to go hungry. Hungry, right? I mean, he was going to lose his house, his car. Probably his wife might have to change yeah, you know, twelve bucks an hour. He might change his motive anyway, yeah. but he'd have to change the same as I did when I went from working to starting my own company, and I had to put right. everything I had. It was a huge risk. I took everything: my mortgage, my retirement, everything I put into this mm -hmm. company to start it. So it was a huge freaking risk. Yeah, and it turned out well. I rolled the dice, and it, it came up aces. And Mason's Mason's were your biggest problem while running that company. In honesty. And that's I know when, they were. That's when he joined the lodge. I, back when I worked as an electrician, I know they were. To be honest, the worst customers I had were brothers. Yeah. Because everyone wants a good deal. Uh -huh. and, and they don't want to pay on time. 
and they want you to give them every break you can. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I didn't. I and they have your personal phone number if something, if they've got a random propane related question. Three, it, three, they, they, know where you're, they know where you're going to be the the first and third. Well, no, no, they, they just call him. They got his number. They run out of gas at you know eleven o'clock on a Saturday. They call me up. I got to go. He's a brother, and I mm-hmm. take care of him. I'm not going to charge him anything for yep. it. I'm going to give him my very best price to begin with. Right. I've got equipment tied up mm-hmm. that I'm actually losing money on because you know. But you take care of them because. Now, now this is just between us and every listener of this show. When I stopped being an electrician, like whenever I actually left the profession to do mm-hmm. something else, I sold all my tools, and I really wanted to keep them. But the reason I sold them so you was wouldn't. so that I wouldn't be getting those calls and going and do that work. Like I didn't have the tools in which to do it anymore. So I can't. I'm sorry, I can't come over and wire up your garage this weekend. I don't even have the tools to do it with. Speaking of which, uh, I'm fixing up this old Son house. Of a bitch. It's got some knob and tube wiring in it. Do you know anything about that? Kill it with fire. Because if you don't kill it with fire, it's going to kill the house with fire. Okay. I think it's caught on fire before because the ceiling is charred. And they tried to paint it. Why but do you keep it, trying it to give bled? me nightmares about Mikey dying in that house, man? Because I know he's going to no, die in that house. Mike's not going to die in the house. The guy who's he's renting the house too is going to die. You're not going to make it to him like renting it. Like why are you? Still he's already renting it. The oh, guy's living oh, there. Oh my god! Yes. Somebody needs to call the authorities. Right? This ain't right. Anyway, so Bruce, how yes, was your week? I've had a hell of a week, dude. Let me let me let me give you the highlight though. <clears throat> so I'm a I'm a milkman. <laughs> A milkman. Milkman. This, this show we no, sell mail. No, I'm a milkman. Oh, oh, for this store you're a milkman. Yes. Got it. Um, and so back in January, <clears throat> I went to uh, deliver a bottle of milk to one of my customers that needed a signature. Oh, okay. I, and, I do this uh, often. The guy answers the door. Let me guess. And I'm like, he don't live here. It's a good guess. Mm-hmm. I, I show him the bottle of milk. I'm like, hey, I got this milk for you. Need a signature for it. He goes, that guy don't live here. Now here's the thing. I've been delivering milk for this guy for a year. You know, I know it's, it's him. him. You know it's him. He's, he's, he's one of only two guys who lives in that mm-hmm. house, and I've been delivering his milk every day. And here's the thing those customers don't understand. If you were to tell me, like, hey, man, like, I really don't want this. What can I do? I would tell you what you can do. Well, that's exactly the thing. He says that. He says that one time to me. I don't live here. Or he doesn't live here. Mm-hmm. So I say, so you don't want it? You want me to just return it to sender? He says that a second time. No, he doesn't live here. And I, I wait to see if he's going to realize what Piece he's saying together. to me he doesn't mm. and i say okay have a nice day dummy not leave from the third weekend in january up until three days ago i've been returning every bottle of milk that comes with his name on it to sender <laughs> mm-hmm. you've turned in a move left no forwarding milk address yes mm-hmm. so he comes into the dairy wednesday mad as hell raising every kind of hell under the sun he's yelling at every single person who works there he's yelling at every Milk clerk, he's working it. He's yelling at every dairy maid. No. He calls my hold on. He calls my boss up to the counter. He's gonna sue her. Oh, he's yeah. gonna sue me personally. Of course. What? All right, let me just pause you right here. Yeah. This exact thing has happened to me before because okay. a dude threatened to sue me because I I left a notice for a certified, and he didn't want that. And and he says he's trying. He was threatening to sue the county attorney who sent him this. Okay. So he like, but he wrote, "I'm gonna sue you if you deliver." The, I know the guy lives there, uh-huh. so I put in a like I showed to, to my boss and said, "I'm I'm putting in a move left." He's threatening to sue me, like he said. But he didn't say you personally. Yeah, he did. He used your name. He didn't use my name. He said he wasn't you. talking to you. He just said you, which the mailman could have been interpreted okay, as could have been the sender. But here's my point: like this story is is like got parallels up to this point. He comes in there raising hell because he eventually gets an LG and I feel bad because I'm a sucker. And a soft heart 
and I tell his wife, hey, I'm sending this mail back. This is your LG&E bill. You need to get online and pay it mm-hmm. because of the suing thing. <laughs> so he comes in there doing exactly that. When I get back from my I hear him in the post office screaming and yelling. Yeah. So my boss, to like stop the scene, pulls him into the like employee area and into the back office. Okay. And I see it's going, so I head up there. I get to the hallway to go to the back office, and that's when my boss like lights into him hmm. and tells him what an asshole he is, hmm. that like I'm an awesome carrier, that you did this, this is why I'm doing it, and you can get out of my office. I'll have him fix it if you apologize to me and him. Wow. And I said, this is the best boss I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I didn't walk in the room. See, my boss didn't do any of that. She did take up for me, though, and she just you know, basically told him to leave, and he left, and so every day since then, I I, I drive up real slowly to his milk, the milk box, twice, a little hello, honk, uh, honk, afraid honk. he's going to come, you know, running around the corner with a knife or something. But uh, I haven't seen him since. Can you so take him? We'll see if he uh, if he tries to fisticuffs. If with he, he has a him? weapon, probably not. Not a weapon. I mean, just straight on one on one fisticuffs. Oh yeah, bare knuckle boxing. You can take yeah, him. Yeah, for okay. sure. You know that's a different take. I, I I've seen, I've heard about people going milkmen going dairy on people. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about your customers going dairy on the milk. No, man. people come in here and lose their mind on us all the time. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've had people like get in my truck screaming at me. And it's, it's 99% of the time it's, it's their a, fault. I thought it's that just, would be like a it's, it's just a misunderstanding. to mess with the milkman. Well, it is. It is. If you actually if he does threaten anything, me physically yeah. no, or If, if or this guy gets in my me, face yeah. and yells at me or pokes me or something, yeah. yelling's not That's when the real problem starts. Right now, it's not a big deal. If he goes away and I don't see him again, I'm back to delivering his milk. Do what? It'd have to be more than a poke. No, it wouldn't. No, a poke. No. If he pokes me, an angry angry poke. Yes, you are. An angry poke is assault. I I don't have a problem with that. going to a court in front of a jury and saying, jury, he poked me. It doesn't. No. No, 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 no. Because I'm not going to drive away if he pokes me. Tony, okay. that's, I'm gonna that's defend myself. Is it's 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 an assault. It ain't gonna be just poke. to go farther than that. Like okay. he's trying to start the right. And, and when the postal inspectors show up, it's you know they're scary FBI type guys. You're dairy inspectors. In, that's what I meant, of course. Dairy and inspectors. I mean, I've had people try to rob me on my route. I mean, it's and like, but the dude didn't have a gun or a knife or anything, and that made me so mad. <laughs> like I forgot about the fact he was trying to rob me. I'm just he's taking the his saddest insult. thief ever. And I walked him back to his truck by his arm. Like, I had him by the arm. And I was like, what you need to do is get the f*** back in your truck and get the f*** out of my face. And next time you try to rob somebody as badass as me, you have a knife or something, man. Go home and rethink your decisions. And then I got in my truck and I realized that some bitch just tried to rob me and I just talked bad to him. He might have had a gun in his pocket. I'm a damn idiot. It's a wonder I live to be the age of what I am. Anyway, so, yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see if that shakes out in I've, I've had veterans and like thank you for your service but I've had veterans who get medicine from the Carlin's VA not here. I'm talking to the veterans on my okay. route right. who get the medicine from the VA because the VA are liars let me let me let every veteran know if you ain't figured it out right the VA is a bunch of dirty liars because they'll tell them and it's medicine they've got to have like yeah. some of it's like painkillers some of it's like cholesterol medicine like serious medicine they need to have right. and the VA sends it to them out of a central location and they will tell them, we're milling it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, they just took their last pill, and it's Friday. They need that medicine, and they mailed it on Monday, according to the VA. And now they're mad at me because I ain't had it. Well, the so, VA mailed it on Monday, put it in the mailroom. It didn't go out till Thursday. 
and they're in my truck trying to go through my stuff looking for it, and I'm grabbing old dude's arms like, man, you can't be touching the mail. This is illegal. Get out of my truck. I don't want to have to do this. Get out of my truck. Please, man. Like, I know you want your stuff. I'm telling you, it ain't here. And That's what's so great about tracking numbers now is they can they can actually see when the post office got it. The VA does not share the tracking information with the the receiver. Well, maybe not, but at the very least, when they get it. Oh, I, lo- I dude, I love it when it's something's got an actual postmark on it, and I can show them when it was actually met. And they've been <laughs> well, on nothing, me all nothing week. from the VA ever does. No, though. it doesn't. No, but like I've had like like checks, and like the customer will be. They said they mounted on Wednesday, and I ain't got it yet, and it's the next Thursday. Right. right. And then I show up, and it's got a postmark from like the day before. I'm like, yeah, they just got around to mailing it yesterday. They mm-hmm. lied to you. Mm-hmm. So here it is. Here. Apologize. Well, if this sorry. happens again, it I don't want to see you. Their mail system, though, just because the guy put it in the tube or whatever, and it went through the thing. Well, that's all right. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, how long nobody it sits understands. In their mail room. Like, it matters when they yeah, get they it. give it to you. Guys. Right. And sometimes they say they mailed it by they hit a keystroke on the computer that says "mail this out," but that doesn't actually get processed for a day or two later. I got a question. I got this Amazon Prime thing, uh-huh. and, I, and I just for the fun of it, I've been ordering, and I, I get two day shipping. Yeah, and, I, and just for the fun of it, I've been ordering stuff on Friday. To make somebody deliver it on Sunday? Now, is that good for you guys? <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to... I think it's, put, it's giving somebody a job. No, it's not. They're going to have to do it anyway. Right. I mean, like it makes no difference. Right. So, it's keeping you guys... There's always going to be Amazon on Sunday, at least for now. Right. There's going to be Amazon on Sunday, whether you ordered anything or not. Should I order it? it should makes, I not order it on Friday? It makes Does less make work for mad? me and Jason personally. Yeah, because okay. we ain't got to take it on Monday. Right. We're and not it's subs. giving a guy a job on Sunday that if I did it, if I ordered that on Saturday and you delivered it on Monday, it'd go to the regular dairy carrier. The Sunday right. guys are the subs, the part timers that so fill in for So it's giving them a job off. by me ordering stuff on Friday. Not really, because they're going to work all during the week anyway for whoever's off. Like most stations, subs get more hours than regulars because we're just shorthanded all the time. Okay, I thought I was doing a great thing. But you're, but I Bruce is right. It does make on one less parcel for me to have to handle on Monday, and Monday always sucks anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I'm fine just, with just it. Just don't order it on Saturday, and we're cool. Yeah. Okay. Don't order anything don't from order Amazon stuff on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. If you do order it real late on Saturday, so it doesn't get processed till Sunday, so it's not there Tuesday, <laughs> which is a super late day. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Late Saturday night, Sunday afternoon's a good time. Good to know. Good to All know. right. So my week was yeah. Jason, how was your week? Tick, 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 <sighs> okay, tick. like I got to get into it, man. Get into it. It's what we're here for. I mean, the week was fine, really. I mean, it was, but I've got this but, problem now. Okay. So like, the kid wanted Disney Infinity, which is a video game. Uh huh. And it's like got these little plastic figures. Uh huh. That uh, you put on the base. And the figure, like, goes into the game, and you can play all these different games. And I was like, I hated the thing. Like, I'm like, this is Disney being a bunch of money whores. Right. Want you to buy these $12 figures. Which it is. <coughs> kind of it is. It is. But GameStop's had this sale of, like, buy two, get three free. So you're paying for two figures, the used ones. You're paying for two figures, okay. and you're getting five of them for free. All right. So, like... I've been buying those because for 20 bucks it's like five things and he acts like you gave him the world when you give him a new figure. So, like, just keeping them in my car and occasionally giving him one or two. You right, know what I mean? Right. So yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's gotten a pretty good collection. And he plays this thing all the time. Little does he know you're buying them for yourself, actually, but... I wasn't. <laughs> and now, are you actually buying these figures or are you just waiting until somebody buys it on Amazon Prime and it comes to your <laughs> dairy truck and then you say, hey, I like this. Does that ever happen? No. Okay. 
No, that is that. Like, if no. you, here's the thing: if you do a bad job at your job, like they fire you. Right. If I do a bad job at my job, if they he does a bad job at his job, things explode and people no, die. No, he doesn't touch no, actual I don't, I don't touch stuff the actual anymore. Propane anymore. Now no. I just sell pro stuff to help propane. But here's hmm. the thing: like they can like if, if if the mail I get in today, if I just say eh, f- I'm not going to take it, mm-hmm. they can put me in jail for that yeah. for not taking out the mail. Right. Like they can literally put me in jail. So hey, what are you in for? Well, I killed three people. <laughs> and I stabbed my mama and I forgot a package. It fell on the floor and I didn't you? see yeah. it. Yeah. And disturbing the peace, and then they all came back. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that package in the back of the truck. Right. right. So the kid plays it all the time, and like I didn't want to play the game because what he there's like a thing in it called the toy box, and it's just like you can just run around. It's kind of like a Lego game, free for all. Like you can just run around, beat up stuff climb on top of stuff just run around do whatever mm-hmm. it's like an open world kind of thing with no real objectives in that okay i thought that was the majority of the game and i hated it because he'd run up to you pick you up throw you off the side <laughs> of something and laugh and i'm like that's this is not fun for anyone this isn't fun for me this game's stupid it's fun for him but there's like crystals that you put on the thing and it plays like a level those games are really good and i don't know how it wound up happening but on easter sunday me and him were sitting there and you can make levels and the levels are, like, really good and, like, really highly designed. And, like, you have logic gates and, like, you set all this stuff up to where, like, you're making, like, missions and stuff. So it's like uh, Little Big Planet. A lot like that, but, e- like, it goes more in-depth into it. Like, you have to, that, like... That got, that got pretty... Did you ever play some of those levels maybe, that, that people made? Maybe I'm not... There was a lot of in-depth stuff, but it's a similar thing. Yeah, but it's basically teaching kids how to program, which, like, for an adult, it would be easier, I think, to learn the programming language and just type it out. Mm-hmm. Then, like, it would be faster. But yeah. this is teaching them the logic behind why you do things. That's pretty cool. And it, it's kind of awesome. So I got sucked <laughs> in, and I, I spent, I don't know, probably 16 hours this week making a racetrack. <laughs> and me and him, like, making the racetrack. And so, yeah, I've got a Disney Infinity problem now. I am constantly thinking of new things i can make in the game and i'm a 38 year old man awesome but my kid plays with me so i'm just gonna pretend like it's all for him and there's been a few times where he got like bored please please tell me this isn't an online multiplayer game no okay i mean i think you can play online multiplayer sometimes but not most i didn't want jason to be on there with the 200 other eight year olds right exactly (laughs) inviting Wanting to it's, 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 it's 500 <laughs> 10 year olds and Jason well it's the Wii too so hey guys no, so there's no like direct communication even if it was okay, like online good, multiplayer good. like you could play with them but like because you're you not talking you know you could go to prison for that package thing mm-hmm. uh huh but you don't want to get you don't want Chris Hansen calling you up sorry Jay I gotta <laughs> no. go my mom's yelling at me when Chris Hansen shows up it'll be for a completely different reason um Anyway, like, so, like, there was a couple times this week, like, he quit, and two hours later, I realized he's been over there eating a grilled cheese sandwich and, like, playing with toys, and I'm still building the level, and I'm like, oh, I'm not really playing. Yeah, I'm not playing with him You can't even pretend anymore. you're playing with him anymore. Nah, this, this is just for me at this point. Uh, like, I made a Gravity Falls track and, like, hmm. was really sitting down thinking about what I wanted to happen here and setting up firework displays and... Nice. Anyway, so that was that was a lot of my week, and I don't know, whatever. My Disney Infinity. Well, we all had fun weeks. I've been there. I mean, Space Invaders and Galaga. I was kind of like that. Yeah, but here's the thing with those is, like, I don't know. Like, you didn't feel we Like, this is obviously a kid's game. Like, it's very, like, the figures are toys. Like, when you, like, 
like kill a dude on the game. Like he breaks apart because he's a toy. He falls okay. apart like a toy does. This is not something a man of 38 should be having this much fun with. <laughs> and, it, you know, a few times I'm like stopping. I'm like, well, I got the 3DS and that's, yeah, no, that's different somehow. This is obviously just for kids. Like there's more of like a range of ages for the games for the 3DS. No, this game is just for kids. Right. Like everything on here <laughs> like, looks like kiddish. Like, like there should be an upper age limit to, to be able to play the game. Like I'm sitting there doing something and all of a sudden like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck run past me. I'm like, no, this is totally not a game for a 40 year old dude. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Is this the same guy that was making fun of me for playing Candy Crush? It is. <laughs> yeah, it I is. Just, just want to make, um, want to and, make and, that point. And, and here's here's the the big difference: is Candy Crush is a game that's made for adults. The vast yeah. majority of people who play that game, you know, they Are play it adults? on Facebook. They but can I, out, can I point out? Can I point out? They're grown probably... men with jobs, and they aren't eight year old kids but playing a kid's game. I understand game. what you're saying, but can I please point out that he has probably spent more than I have on Disney Infinity for Bejeweled? Because that's basically what he's doing is Bejeweled. I Wait a minute! You spent, spend money on that game? I, I have, yeah. How much? You get stuck on the level. Oh, uh, okay, uh, everybody, stop talking. Tony, what is the grand total of money you have spent on this game and any other game that is similar? Probably in the neighborhood of thirty to forty dollars. So you well, know, that's, if that's not bad. No, that's you, not bad. No, hang dude. on. You, I've spent a lot more know, money than that on free games. I understand what you're saying, yeah. but you know, if he's saying thirty to forty. That's nah, that's not he, really what it is. Me. No, no, yeah, no, no, he totally I'm, is. He's embarrassed by it. Hey, no, he to spent hundred bucks on dollars is a heck of a lot of money to pay on Candy Crush because that's a little embarrassing that I could stuck on a level. So, but so you buy but the, you, but like so you buy the ninety but seriously thing, only thirty you know, to forty dollars. Yeah, you, you, it's not like five hundred dollars and you just spent thirty dollars one right. day. And so that's all your moves get you out of that level. Then you play for another. But here's my here's my problem with the Candy Crush model like that is because. You spend five bucks to get out of that level or, or a dollar or whatever you do to get past that. My problem is, is you know they've engineered points in that game where it's not impossible yeah. to get past without spending without the money. Exactly. To me, that feels wrong. Now, if you're going to pay me, like, like for example, like Team Fortress or something like that on the computer, where, like, I'm paying five bucks for a hat. I'm paying five bucks for a stupid hat, so I'm running around in the game with a stupid hat. A digital hat. Yeah. I don't have to have the hat to play the game. Yeah, the hat's just cosmetic. But you have to pay the money to advance to keep the playing level. the game. And it's it's not like a bonus. It's like you can't play the game anymore unless you give us a dollar right here, son. And we're going to act like you can do it, but you can't. The most embarrassing... But see, here's, here's the thing about that is all free-to-play games share that model. I agree. There's, there's I no free-to-play game that you can just play for hundreds of hours without spending some money. I That's agree, part of it. Except for the fact... And, and well, hold, let, let me finish this one sentence. No. 30 to 40 bucks for a game you've put hundreds of hours he's, into he's gotten pretty the value damn for good. his money i agree absolutely but it, it it's it's that thing in my head that i know you designed this level where at this point i'm gonna have to pay you that yeah. is annoying to me if they had said hey give us a dollar we're gonna unlock levels one through ten whatever yeah and give us another dollar we're gonna unlock 30 to 60 uh-huh. and that's kind of I'm basically that. what they're doing because you have to pay it but but it's you, it's how they word it that annoys telling me. You, up front. Well, you, you pay like ninety nine cents and you get five more moves on that level, and sometimes that doesn't quite do it. And so one of the most embarrassing things to me is when you spend the money and you're was, still stuck. Was instead of paying ninety nine cents and you get like ten bars and it costs five. Oh, you bought bars the bundle. The, I bought the bundle. Well, of course, and the bundle it's a better was, deal. Yeah, it was a great. It, it was a better deal, <laughs> and I paid like ten ninety nine for this bundle okay. to get these extra bars. You know, mm-hmm. you get like a hundred gold bars for or thousand or whatever it was. Well, that particular credit card 
is one my wife takes care of. And so mm-hmm. she, oh, so she saw it. Mm. Well, she's asking me, honey, what was this? And so I had to lie to her because she oh, said, what's no. this? On your, and I said, oh, that's on my iTunes where I bought an album. Uh, for I didn't want to tell her I was paying money to play Candy Crush. That's, oh, that's embarrassing. Totally. So I, don't, I don't have a problem at all paying for a mobile game. <laughs> well, like, like I will, embarrassing. Like, I'll, if, I, if I get a mobile game and it's like good and it's it. one of these free ones and it's just got a ton of ads and I, I enjoy playing it, I'll pay the buck to get rid of the yeah, ads. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, I, you, it's a good game. I've got a dollar's worth of value out of it or $2 worth, $4, whatever. I just have a problem with a game that it 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 forces you to pay this to without saying like, "Hey, levels twenty through four, you're gonna have to pay me a buck." I'm fine with that. I'll pay you your buck if I'm enjoying your game. It's just the way they worded it. It feels slimy to me. Yeah. Disney Infinity is telling you, I, 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 "Give us your wallet." We're to Disney. Be, you understand we're Disney. To we're gonna take all your fair, money. Fair. You should assume that any game that starts on Facebook is gonna be slimy. Well, any free to play game now is just slimy, and they're they're moving it over to the PC model, which is starting to disgust me. Is there's a whole lot of pay to win yeah. games on Steam right now, which I'm not happy with. Well, their 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 sister game is called Blossom Blast, I think, and I have gotten all the way to the very end level of that, and so I can't. I have to wait for them to create more levels, or I can't play any more boss, Blossom. And I bought the bundle on that one too. I need to, I need to get album. you into a game called Adventure Capitalist. Because you can spend money on that, but that game is fine without money. Like it just say, takes you time. Don't, you don't need to spend money for a long time in that I, game. Although I did spend money because like I enjoy that game. I've been playing that game off and on for what like three years now. Yeah. But like when they have those events where it's like a five day event, I don't know. They've started doing events where like around the holiday it'll be like a five day like new machine like where you go and you got to buy the new stuff, and it, it takes a little bit of work. Like you've got to be there like hitting buttons every few hours yeah. to be able to unlock everything. So you Before can, the event's over, but you can pay and skip all that. Well, you can pay levels and like get boost and stuff like that. And I've done that. that a few times. But but I always look at that as like I don't have to play this. Like this is just some bonus thing they're throwing out, and I don't mind giving them a couple bucks because I play that game off and on. You see, that's not for fair. Like a Those, year. The, the people with money then can jump way ahead on the levels. Well, the poor, it's not jumping the ahead. Poor You're slug not. Down no, here is it's just not jumping. To, it's it's time. That's just gay. It's, that's, it's just that's time. like everything else in life, Tony. It's that's what you're paying for is time. Because like when you when they do one of those, you've got to spend like a couple hours a day like trying to advance so you can get it done by the time the event's over, or you can pay a couple bucks and you can skip time forward so that you're not having to do all that. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, we should this, probably this, do. This something. is enough of video game yeah, cast. I mean, I'm like I don't. Show's not gonna be happy or fun. It there's gonna be like a real like let's, let's do nasty, what we can with the next half hour. Tennessee. Yes, sir. Ugh. I mean, this, I mean Tennessee. This, this is all you, Jason. I'm saying Turkestan. You can say Tennessee. I'm saying Turkestan. Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan. Well, I, the brothers in Tennessee, if, if their communication, in Turkestan, whatever y'all want to do, I don't care, have upheld the fact that no gay men can join the lodge. People that spoke against that legislation by all accounts, were verbally harassed, assaulted, called fag, uh, threats of physical violence, uh, calling them atheist. Um, I heard one account where a guy like basically called him out as not being a Christian. Like That's a thing that Mason should be calling out other people on. Um, you've had kind of a wave of, of demits. 
Uh, Tennessee's holding strong, man, and they're just not going to change it. Neither is Georgia. You've had a lot of Grand Lodges. I'm not going to name names because I can't remember them all right now. Just kind of come out and say, we're not going to suspend recognition with you, but that ain't right. In a roundabout way, worded more grandmasterly, like fancy. I just don't know, man. Like, the whole world was watching this state is the part that upsets me. It was big news. I I mean, it was on national Even if you weren't a Mason. Yeah. I mean, everybody saw it. Like, people heard about it, and they don't understand that I am not a member of an organization that excludes gay people. Right. The people in that state are. Not where I'm at. So they look at me because they know I'm a Freemason. And this is all they see. This is all they see. That's a, the, probably the you're, only you're, thing you're, they've heard about me. About, exactly. You're talking about somebody who knows zero mm-hmm. about Freemasonry. This is now 100% of the yep. knowledge they have is this stuff that... It's gotten so bad that whenever uh, somebody, like, <clears throat> here recently said something to me, like, at work or something about, you know, Freemasonry, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Shriner, too. Like, I almost never throw in the fact I'm a Shriner. I just want them to know. Yeah. And normally I'm, like, kind of embarrassed by the fact I'm a Shriner. It's like, yeah, I know I'm not 80 and I don't drive the little car, okay? We do a lot of good work for kids, especially in this area. Like, our Shrine's, like, one of the the best in the country. The hat's kind of sweet. Mm -hmm. Don't you? I don't know if you've seen my Shrine. (laughs) That thing is sweet. I think the average person thinks that a Shriner is a high-level Mason. I don't think. I don't. The average person person does not know they're connected, y'all. Most people don't really. The average person does not know that Shriners are Masons. That's what I thought before I joined. I always thought that but, Shriners were high-level Masons. Like, you become a Mason, and then Shriners are really high-level It's just because most of the time you see them when they're old, because those are the retired guys doing a lot of work with the Shrine. And that's who you see out collecting money or driving a little car. Or, well, most of us are old anyway. That's pretty fair. Well, and we're just going to get older. God willing. No, I'm talking about as a fraternity as a whole. The age of the fraternity. Oh. With well, this if, type if of stuff, stuff like that, like, yeah, yeah, stuff like this keeps happening, then yeah. I mean, if I was a 21-year-old man in Tennessee, nah. like, like they don't understand the generational divide. That that This isn't a thing to people under the age of 35 years. I'm a 52-year-old right. man. I talk about how old and everything I am. When I, I'm 52 years old. If I was a Mason, and first of all, here's the deal, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is a sovereign jurisdiction. It is. If the majority of their members vote, to exclude gays, then it's none of my damn business. But it is. It is, but they're sovereign. And so, but if I was a member in Tennessee, mm-hmm. I would have already admitted. I would have said, nope, I'm mm-hmm. not giving the Grand Lodge any more of my money, my dues. I would not support that. Now, if I could, I'd go to a border state and maybe try to transfer my membership right. so I could remain a, but lacking that, I'm just out. I'm done. I'm but not, not going to support it. Here's my point But they on that. have the right. We don't like it. They have the right. But, but mm-hmm. they have that right. They do have the right, but we also have duties and responsibilities to the ancient landmarks of our fraternity. Mm-hmm. And if you feel this violates a landmark, and, and, and most of their case for this is because the Holy Bible says so, dummy. That's what bothers me about this more than anything else. Dudes have been gay for thousands of years yep. since well before Freemasonry. Agreed. It's 2016. Why is this just now a thing? Um, because of the culture of Christianity in current America. That hasn't changed recently. But what's changed... Uh, aside from but more legalization with regards to, I guess you would say, uh, benefits that, for... But also, it, since the 80s, which you're a little bit younger than me, in the 80s, like... Seven years. 
Uh, I said a little bit. Do you have to call me out? Yes. You're, you're, we're both in our 30s. No. Oh, so, so, but in the 80s. Some more so than others. <laughs> in the 80s. Like, Some of us are well into our 30s. You would Some hear. Of us, I'm sorry, go ahead. But in the 80s, you'd hear about gay people. It wasn't really discussed. Like, you heard about them. Like, I was a kid. I didn't understand what they were. I knew there was these people out there who were the gays, and apparently they were getting some kind of cancer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, like, you, like, it, it <clears throat> wasn't a centerpiece. It wasn't local. It, 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 I didn't it, know anybody. It, it didn't affect you or people you knew. And it was all the way like that. Like, I didn't know anybody that was gay all the way to when I graduated high school. That's that's weird. Ugh, gross. Right. Gay. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. So you think it's just because it's become more public? Because people... I don't know how to explain. As as religion has polarized, so you have like a lot more super religious people, but there's a lot more of those people who were on the fringes of religion who would go to church who just don't intend anymore. Who who I don't know how to explain it. That they're not. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like like the people who are now attending church, and I'm speaking in generalizations, are more hardcore believers than the pew setters who I'm just going to go to church because it's Sunday and I go to church. Right. Um. So as you've got the more hardcore believers and, and these people that are kind of leaving the fringe and and then you have incidences that happen throughout the 80s and 90s like Matthew Shepard, stuff like this, and then you have more and more gay people who come out and then you have gay kids who are killing themselves like recently in this decade, like you have the gay kids who are killing themselves and then other gay people then feel a responsibility that, hey, I've got to tell this dude, this kid who I don't even know who's maybe considering suicide, it, it, it's going to be okay. Like, when you get to be an adult, like, you're not going to feel like you feel now. Right, right. So then they're going to come out, and they're not going to hide the fact they're gay. And then some people who don't like it feel like it's being put in their face when it's really not. I mean, they're just saying, like, hey, I'm here. Like, don't pretend like I'm not here anymore because I'm here. Because I didn't know any gay people, like I said, in high school. Right. Well, now I know a bunch of gay people I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, didn't yeah. I just didn't know. Yeah. And... and it's one of those situations where a lot of these people don't know anybody that's gay in their family and their circle because they're not out. And, and and it's like, you know, like if we lived in an all white County and we hung out with a bunch of racists, we'd be like, man, them black guys, I don't know about that. Then you meet a couple of black guys and you're like, no, they're cool. just dudes. That's, that's Bill, man. He, right. right. I know he's black, but right. it's Bill, whatever. Right. And, and so then but you still don't change your opinion. You just figure like those are the good ones. Those are the cool that, ones. You're right. You, you don't you change don't, your overall You opinion. don't on that day. Right. But as more time goes on and you, you meet a couple more, more black more. guys you and you're like, no, 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 Bill's spectrum. cool. Dave's cool. Maybe maybe like most black guys are cool. Maybe I'm wrong on this. But as more and more gay people come out, they become more accepted. So then the side on the other, <laughs> what? I'm laughing that you called him Bill and Dave. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever met a black dude named Bill or Dave. I know a black dude named Dave. Hmm. I know a black guy named William. He doesn't go by Bill, though. There's Brad and... <laughs> I mean, what are you trying to say? Black, pe- <laughs> black people gotta have, like, Charlie. a certain kind of name? No. So, but, like, my point is, 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 is the Christian right, and I'm speaking of generalizations, I feel like they're losing a lot... Because for some reason, to them, one of the tent poles of their religion is gay people. Like, Biff you can't be gay. Do what? Biff and Buffy. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. No, I get it. He's being mm-hmm. a d- I understand. No, I just... <laughs> you brought it up. Now. I just can't get it up my head. Right, right. I'm thinking non-black <laughs> names in my head. <laughs> and they keep losing in little tiny ways. Now there's, like, people on television who's gay. That used to not be a thing. Hell, married couples on television used to sleep in separate beds. 
and, and now like there's people on television who are gay like like gay is a culture like gays not a I wouldn't say celebrity but it's a part of the culture like there's gay segments of society who have their own culture that's happening we used to as a Christian we used to have dominance over these things we were yeah. able to keep this stuff exactly. swept into the closet swept to the fringes and we controlled everything and we're losing control we no longer control this environment and that's and so I'm being attacked and at the same time I don't but it, have my same exactly. rights mm-hmm. and at the same time the, the people who are left in, in, in some of the churches and again generalizations I'm not speaking to every Christian but I'm saying some of those churches that are super anti-gay well those are your hardcore true believers that are left there that haven't like let, so then it becomes even more polarizing where they're not Westboro Baptist Church but they're saying it's wrong the Bible tells you it's wrong and that's it that, that black and white issue it's wrong I don't think it's just your hardcore true believers I and think, then there's I the people who might, are grossed out by it I think there's people though that are the Sunday Christians that aren't necessarily studying the Bible and opening it up well and the preacher for told themselves. them this and they're going to believe it because it conforms right. to what they like they, right. they, it grosses them out they it, don't want to think about it exactly it fits the worldview that they that yeah. their parents told them about they haven't actually studied themselves and it fits everything. And when they go there, they haven't actually studied it themselves. But the preacher said that this is but bad. I just like okay. And so he did my work for me, and so I'm gonna go with it. I I understand all that, but it, like it, it doesn't explain it. If if part if if something inherent to Freemasonry would include the exclusion of gay people, why is it now a thing? Why why wasn't it a thing? Because it doesn't. Exactly. That, that's where I'm going. That's that, that's it's, what I was trying to get. Because to. it doesn't. Okay. Because these people feel this way, and, and ever since World War II in this country, there's been a Christianization of Freemasonry in America. Yeah, there are people who attend lodge. I would agree with that religiously, who love their lodge, mm-hmm. will do anything in the world for Freemasonry. That believe Freemasonry is a Christian organization. Yeah, they've never thought of it as anything other. And, and I suggest it. It blows their mind. I guess that's more the case now than it was a hundred years ago. And so. so yeah. Okay. As that, a Christian, that makes sense. as a Christian who is a member of of this, and I'm not saying all Christians are not okay with gay people. Like I, I know some of you are. I'm I'm making generalizations. So you're in a Christian organization, and you're a Christian, and then you've got these gay people who are now doing stuff. Well, you're not going to let them in your lodge because that is wrong, and you have to stop it. And here's where. Just are you? Don't, just keep going. Look at me. Do not do Look, that. Just go. Just connect. go pee. Were you really getting ready to do he that? He was getting ready to piss in a can. Jesus. Just go. You're not pissing in my lodge room. I was room. not going to. If you have to pee, go pee. But, but I really don't want to miss this. But my go point ahead. is, we'll still be going when you get is the back. Supreme Court didn't ask you what your opinion on gay people <clears throat> getting married was. They said, here's our opinion, and it's really kind of the only one that matters. Yeah. In Tennessee, as a member of this fraternity, you had a vote. On whether or not to let gay people in. Okay. So you had a voice all of a sudden right. on whether gay was wrong or right, and you believe it's wrong, and nobody's been listening to you, and it's in your face. And especially if, you, if you're if you coming into this with believing, some built-up anger over mm-hmm. not having a voice, exactly, you're going to be even more vocal about and it. And believe that Christianity is the religion of Freemasonry. Well, that's that's... That's that's the root of this problem. I mean that that right there just I, I that saying gives it, you but... the justification. Yeah. Now that being the justification, you're wrong. So you're straight wrong. Here's here's the question that strikes to the heart. I guess. Are you good or who is that buzzing? That must be Tony. He's out of the room and his damn phone's <laughs> ringing. Uh, oh, it's 
Sarin? Sarin? Now that's a. Now is that a white person or a black person? Y'all were talking about names. Or I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Oh, that might not even be a person. He's got aliens calling him. I think that's okay. That, so, yeah. so that's the problem then. How how do we fix that? The the I don't know the Christianization do. of Freemate. We have to, dude. If if it keeps going this way, it's 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 going to ruin us. Mm. I mean, what do we do if it gets worse? Mm. Which I mean, to be fair, a lot of states have taken a stand against. Yeah, I mean, after this, a lot of people they put out edicts saying either we don't agree with this, but we'll let them do their thing, Mm -hmm. or those dudes aren't even Freemasons, in our opinion. Yeah, and and let's not forget what the the Grandmaster of D.C., which I know D.C. is a jurisdiction about the size of a P. Right. But but I think I've liked his reasoning the best. It's not because you can't exclude somebody because they're gay, because you can technically, according to you, we can exclude women. Right. It's not got anything to do with that. It's got to do with the fact that the reason you're excluding the gay people is because Christianity is being represented as the religion of Freemasonry. And that's wrong. And you violated a landmark right there. Right. So we don't have to go to the gay thing. If you're saying Christianity is the religion of Freemasonry, you're not a Mason. More more than the gay thing. Because if we fix that, then then everything else falls into place. And I hate to break it to you guys. There's guys in our lodge that we attend with who we're friends with, who we Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Who think Christianity is the religion of Freemasonry? A couple of whom were here last night. Who would not want a Muslim joining this lodge? Right. Who would not want a gay man joining oh, yeah. the lodge? Who would, well, and trust I know me, one I'm or friends two. with them on Facebook. I see all their anti-Muslim exactly. garbage. There's one or two of them that wouldn't want a black guy joining this lodge. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and and to me, it's it's a super hard disconnect to get over because I like this guy. I love this guy. He's my brother. But okay. he's so wrong about everything yeah. involving this and, that and, I can't rectify those two facts. And it sucks because, aside from that, he's a great guy. He is. Okay, and here's now, the now, thing. If he saw a gay guy broke down on the side of the road that really needed help, he'd stop and help him whether he was gay or straight, but he's not going to let him in his lodge. Right. Which is something to me that I don't... Un- you're either a man and it, who's good or you're a man who's not. And, and one of the things I, I figured out around the probably the age of 18 or 19 was... Somebody was making an argument about, you know, the lifestyle choice of being gay. Nobody makes that lifestyle choice. Right. Because at the time where they were making that lifestyle choice, it was not fun to be gay. Mm -hmm. That's not a lifestyle choice you would make unless you were crazy. And the fact that so many people were doing it means they didn't make a choice. Means they like dudes like I like women and I couldn't help that. If you told me tomorrow it's now illegal for a dude to sleep with a woman, you got to start sleeping with... uh, other dudes and that's how this society is going to work i couldn't make that change right i would be going to underground uh houses or whatever it is right 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 right, right. i mean you know so if i can't make that change you'd be in the closet if i can't make the change from 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 like in women to men just because i decide to do that then the reverse must be true especially if making that decision is going against everything you've been told and going to make your life that much harder I, 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 who would make that decision? Right. So if there are people still making that decision, guys, it's not a fucking choice. You fucking dummies. It can't be. Okay, hold on. Let's let's backpedal for a second because I want to talk about what what we were talking about when Tony was outside peeing in a can in the ante room. Uh, the we Jason and I just kind of came to the conclusion that that the problem is is the Christianization of Freemasonry, and and that's what led to this in more the anger. than anything. In the anger. As, as the most, I would say, devout person here. Would, and again, I'm speaking in generalization. Do you see this as a problem 
Absolutely. And how do we fix it? I make no bones about it. I'm a Christian. I'm a proud Christian. Yeah. I, but now I don't I don't buy into all this crap that Christians are throwing out there. First of all, it's my job as a Christian to monitor the excesses and intemperance or however you want to put it of my life. Okay? It is not my job as a Christian to tell you how to live your life, Bruce. Right. Okay. I'm supposed to set an example. I'm supposed to be They will that, know you by your works. That's something most will, Christians don't understand yeah. is they will know you by your works. Right. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not gonna try to hide it, but I'm also not gonna force my beliefs on you because we know throughout history how well that works. Now, it doesn't. now it doesn't. hold on. That's true, but if you see you being a Freemason and maybe a more senior one as you your purpose here in helping younger men fix their problem mm-hmm. it, it then becomes your charge to okay as a Christian enforce your beliefs not enforce I think, but, you, but you, I think Tony you, you, is real good at separating this is what I believe as a well, Christian. I, I, this I mean is what I believe as a Mason. But, uh, I mean somebody with his beliefs. But I'm saying that's what you have to do. That's what we've always done up into the 50s is this is what I believe is a well, Christian. It's I don't agree with you. In the Bible but, it says that I have a, the grand commission, okay, is that I'm supposed to spread the good news. Let me ask you a question, Bruce, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to, to sit in an altar call, but go ahead. do you know the story of Jesus? Do you understand the story behind it? Yeah, the, he's the, the guy oh, that rescued yes. the Jason, slaves you know, from Egypt okay, and then it's part of the Red Sea. I need to make sea, sure yeah. you guys know that story. You guys know that story. I'm, I'm good. But here, but it's not my job to try to evangelize you. It's not my job to try to beat, beat, it, over, beat it over your head and make you live by those rules. That's but, not but, my job. But, but so many Christians feel it is their job. They do. I believe. And, and it comes from a place of judgment, too. Those which dudes is, live in Tennessee. Yeah. But it also comes from a place of judgment. I'm better than you because I know God better than you, and here's what God wants for you. And, and because me, that makes me feel good. It, yeah, it's Every, coming from a place of judgment. You're higher than exactly. Everybody wants to feel superior. Mm-hmm. And throughout all of ages, whatever culture was dominant has been superior to some other non-dominant culture. Throughout, whether it was Germany and the Jews, whether mm-hmm. it, I mean, you can go in this country. It's been pretty much everything. It was Italians. It was it, we're becoming Irish, a godless country because of these homosexuals right. and and, and, and debauchery. The coming and, in right, yeah. right now. It's the right now. We have three boogie, boogeymen's in this in this country: Mexicans, Muslims, and them gays. And the gays, exactly. And so we, I'm superior. Oh, and sex predators. We'll throw them on there too. <laughs> well, you don't even hear as much about them. And as long as you ain't it Mexican, comes in Muslim, waves. or you know, and the big thing is, as long as it ain't gay. Okay, <laughs> Just imagine don't. a gay Muslim. Mexican. Good Lord. They would execute him immediately. But yeah, we have this feeling of support. Can such a demon exist? No. And when you, when you, when you are no longer superior to those groups, then who are we? How, how am I going to be? How am I going to show? Know that I'm doing well unless there's people that aren't. Mm-hmm. And I can point I out agree. their. How are you going to be the better person that you know you are if everybody's as good as me? But that's right. But to there's me, like, can't have that. That's what turns me off about Christianity. Is, is everything Jesus said? Mm-hmm great stuff awesome. like like what he it's told awesome. you to do if you lived your life like that you're leaving the world a better place than what you found it mm-hmm. like period end of story that's what's going to happen if you follow his example to the best of your ability but instead what you get let me give you just an example from my life at a red light that i have to stop at every day on my way back to the office <clears throat> there's a couple dudes who are in some kind of backwoods church that come up to the big city and set up on the corner and one of them's holding a sign saying, you're going to hell unless you know Jesus. And hell's in big, bold letters. And mm-hmm. 
Then the he's holding the sign, and sometimes he'll flip it over, and the other side's kind of friendly. It says, honk if you love Jesus. <laughs> Which, that's better than the hell one. But then the other guy, who I guess is the preacher of Backwoods Church, he's like 60 years old, wirely, looks like he'd be scrappy if he was to get in a fight with him, is sitting there yelling at people who stopped at that red light. I am now stopped at the red light. That's actually anti-biblical. I, I, I'm not even done. Me and this dude got into it big time. And so he sees me every day, and I sit there and watch him yell at people in cars. Who just like they're going to work, they're they're going to get lunch, they're doing whatever they're doing, and this dude is now yelling at him from the sidewalk, drawing attention to him. I'm in my truck, my window's down. I'm like rearranging my stuff because I want to get the hell out of here for the day. He starts yelling, "Mailman, you're gonna go to hell unless you know Jesus." And I'll be like, "I won't be the worst person there or the best." Mm-hmm. And he just keeps on. And now at this point, he's screaming hellfire and brimstone at me. Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Screw it." And it, I don't know what it was about that, but it was the way he was like almost walking out in traffic. He was like, it was like he's trying to fight me. It was like a road rage event about Jesus Christ. He's <laughs> want to beat me up because he doesn't think I love Jesus enough. <clears throat> so I went back up there and he's, he's, they're standing on a corner and there's a restaurant there and I park there and I sit there and watch him for like five, 10 minutes. Cause I'm trying to talk myself out of talking to this dude. Like, cause I know he's not gonna be a reasonable person, but I want to have a reasonable conversation with him. And I'm trying to talk myself out of it. And I don't know if I didn't get enough sleep. Or what? But my dumb ass got out of the car. Oh, gosh. Now, I should have known. There's no way I'm going to talk sense into him. You should have just gone back to the office and came back in your car. I did. No, I did. No, I I did. I went and, like, finished up at work. All right. And then come back. And I wasn't going to stop there, but I had to go that way. Mm -hmm. And I normally don't go that way. And he's still there screaming at people. He's, like, standing in front of a car at this point, screaming at the driver. What is your thought process here? I mean, do do you actually think you're going to talk sense into him and he's going to stop screaming at people and go home? I knew I wasn't. So you have no goal here other than to agitate the guy. I can't tell you. Which would ultimately cause him to yell at other people more. Maybe. And, and like, I felt like I had to explain to him what a Christian was because although I'm not one, he doesn't know. And so, like, I hollered and asked him. I was like, where's the nearest homeless shelter? Like, I got out of the car and I asked him, where's the nearest homeless shelter? Where's the nearest soup kitchen? No. I don't know. Da, da, da. Wouldn't your time be better served up there doing something Jesus would actually do instead of screaming about Jesus on the corner? And that's when he lost his shit and started quoting Revelations. And I was like, that's not even a real book. And got back in my car and left. But it was just, it's uh, that kind of thing. And that's that's an extreme example of that kind of thing. We have it right here in our little town. I know we do. I mean, we've got it down there at the... At the where you get off the expressway. I yeah. I know we do, but but my point is 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 I just wish you guys, you Christians who are, are voting on stuff like this, would just sit down and just read the red words. Pretend like the Bible is only the red words and try to live your life for one month just using those red words. Whether you believe in the divinity or not, if you just listen to the re- read the red words, it'll make you a Most of the person. stuff he said isn't like like some kind of like it you're gonna not, burn in hell. It's it like not hey, condemnation. No. It was forgiveness. It was it like was, overlook yeah. overlook this person. Oh, thoughts. oh, these people, Don't, these people know. who are trash that you think of trash that you look down on. Yeah, they're my buds. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm gonna wash her feet. I know you hate her. I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself subservient to her in this act it so sounds, that you see she's not better than me and I'm not better than her. It does sound like I've had some influence on you, Jason. Listen to you. What, so no. You're now preaching the value <laughs> of the gospel. But I've, but I've always done that. But Christians <laughs> right. don't do that. Is my point. That is what's wrong with Christianity today. I, generalization no, exactly is no, most churches don't preach those red words. Most churches delve back into the fire and brimstone and, and, and the threats and the book of Revelation and Old Testament logic. When Jesus don't care, he would much rather you feed that homeless guy 
then yell at me about Jesus because I've heard about Jesus. Oh, Every, everybody on that corner in this city knows about Jesus. It's not biblical to even, and as the chaplain, I open and close the lodge with prayer. But I never, and you know this, I don't ever, there's no altar call. There's no, I don't try to go way out. Because if you read the Bible, Jesus tells you don't that out loud prayer is not even really called for. When you're going to pray, it's a personal thing, and you go in you do it to yourself at, at home under a tent or exactly. You whatever go into he your said. Prayer room, your prayer closet, yeah. and you sit in, there in a closet under a sheet, and you basically say, "Lord, please give me what I need. Forgive me for my trespasses. I'll try to overlook other people's trespasses, and yeah. it's all to your glory." Boom. That's the Lord's prayer in a nutshell, and that's it. It's, well, and if you, and if you go back and look at the few times Jesus got annoyed, how many people do we convert with love rather than that guy? Tell me how many people you, that guy converted. I tell you what you, I want to be. You know I, what it is? <laughs> I think people who 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 are involved in Christianity to make themselves better people, it, it's easier to make yourself a better person. Well, you don't see them either. They're not rattling the cans. Hold on, it's easier to make yourself a better person by saying someone else is lower than you than yes, to make yourself true. actually better. That's true. Way easier. And, and, and like, and I think that's what all this speaks to. And, well, that and a lot of Christians like Tony. Who's like, man, if you're going to be gay, be gay, whatever. And, and who believes that what Jesus said is the way to try to live your life. You may not accomplish it, but that's what you should be trying to do. Right. He's not out there shouting on the corner, so he's not getting the attention corner shouters getting. So he's more of a representative for Christianity just because he's louder. Because yeah. Tony's quietly doing well, he's it. He's getting the, the attention. Just because you're loud doesn't mean you're right. But, you know, it, but that's my point is, but is get the attention. everybody on that street's thinking of Christians as the guy on the corner that day as opposed to a guy like you who's quietly doing stuff. Well, and I hate the fact when any politician runs as a Christian on his base upon his religion. We got I mean, a bunch running for president thing? right like, now. That, sh- that shouldn't it be shouldn't a thing. Have. It shouldn't be, but I hate it because what ends up indubitably what happens? Uh, did I say that word right? <laughs> you sounded we're, like we're, Jason saying it, but yeah. close enough. Yeah, we're just going to. Tell gonna me go how many it. times have you had this giant man of God, this 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 family man, mm-hmm. and then we catch him in a hotel style with the. Mm-hmm. With, well, a lot of times the, the more. Right. And he's the, yeah. he's the actual guy that's preaching against Christianity or, or homosexuality. Yeah, a lot of times the guy, the guy who's the loudest is the one who's trying to talk himself mm-hmm. into believing it. He yep, thinks yep. thou dost protest too much. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why Jason yells all the time. Yeah, he's trying to convince himself. Right. At the, the, same guy, time, the guy but, in yeah. Tennessee, the lawmaker in Tennessee that was the rallying against abortion, <clears> come <throat> to find out he paid for his mistress to mm-hmm. have an abortion and his wife to have an abortion. And he's still getting elected because he's still, you know, he's still campaigning on the anti-abortion ticket. Really, dude? You know, come on. And, and I'm sorry, but the people that vote for him are just as stupid and just as bad because yeah. they don't, they're not paying attention either. And, and back to Tennessee, here's the problem. You guys have decided to make a policy that generalization, the vast majority of the people under the age of 30 do not agree with. So much so that I would say a large segment of your possible people who want to make themselves better. Because that's that's what we want Freemasons. Mm-hmm. We want to bring a guy in who wants fraternity fellowship, but at the same time, he wants to work on himself. Maybe he's not as good as he thinks he can be, but he wants to be better. That's who we want. And these guys who are thinking about this, who are, who are thinking about kindness to their fellow man, they're going to look at this and say, hell no. And they all know about it because it was national news, fellas. So you guys have basically ensured that none no, of the nobody men nobody under thirty is going to join. None of the men, young men who I would want in my lodge, right? 
right. are going to be joining your really the most important people. All you're going to do is reinforce your own point of view because you're not going to accept see, any the, other points of view. But that's okay. That works for them because anybody that does come and petition the lodge are going to be like themselves. There's not going to be a diversity. Yeah. And so they're going to feel like but they're right. Also, but that's bad 30 for years from now, they're all going to be dead Now, because no about, young guys are going to come in. But what about the outreach of this? How many, that's the problem. How many people that are in the 30? No, the solution. Well, how many people that are into maybe the 30, 40, 50 age group? Maybe 60. And they feel this way. They're like, hey, I want to be one of them. So it's just going to perpetuate. It's going to make it more. It's it's going to become and worse. Then, and then, exactly. And then the problem is everybody, if you hate gays a little, and that's good. If we hate gays a lot, that's better. And it, and it just keeps building. See, but I have a problem with a man who, let's say that your religious beliefs, and you sincerely believe, according to your religion, being gay is wrong. It's not right. And it, you, you shouldn't do it. But you can't put that aside to sit in the lodge next to a man who has, for all intents and purposes, earned the right to be there. If his sin is so great that you can't sit in a lodge with him, there's something wrong with you. And you're not looking at what you're doing. Because I promise you, everybody sitting at this table has done some shit that makes them really shouldn't be here. Yeah. And that's every one of you who are listening to this, who's sitting in a lodge anytime. You've done some things that really should make you not be here. So even if you believe it's wrong and you can't put that aside and look at yourself, well, I've got my own faults and I don't agree with him, but I can sit next to him and have a conversation with him. I'm so proud and of And be you. friendly with him. That's kind of like the take remove the log the splinter, <laughs> the remove, remove the, the log, log out from of your yeah, eye before right. you worry about the splinter and you know, your brother's eye. No, but my thing is, is, is I am so I, proud I, of Jason. Okay, I understand moment. what you're saying, but the point I'm getting at is he's, he's inadvertently quoting the Bible. Is is not being able to examine yourself, right? Realistically, is right. anti what we're trying to do here. Well, let me ask you a question. Okay, we just come in, somebody, Sam. We've, okay, we've talked about different stuff. I got like okay. five minutes. I don't, I don't like this situation in Tennessee. But those brothers, they're sovereign. Those brothers have voted. I don't like it. Don't agree with it. Not a thing I can do about it. I don't support it. Now, You're wrong. What can I do about it? Well. Here's the thing. Well, 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 before you get in, uh, I'll finish this thought. I mean, really, the only can, thing he could do answer. about it is not go to Lodge in Tennessee. Well, I'm, talking, do I'm, that talking about, I'm talking about us as non-Tennesseans. The okay. rest of the world is a non-Tennessean or a non-Georgian. Okay, here's the situation. How up, can I make sure? Because I'll tell you right now, if it comes to my grand jurisdiction here. If, if that happens here. If that happens here. I go somewhere else or I demit out altogether. I either mm-hmm. go to another state. Or I, exactly, I admit that altogether. I'm not. I'm not going to let my dues dollars support a grand lodge that does not. That's that's so diametrically opposed to what I believe. I said that right too, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Diametrically yeah. opposed. Yeah. I'm Impressive. on fire today. You're two for two. No, but I am not going to let my dollars support what I oppose so strongly, and that is the discrimination of, against my fellow man, black, Muslim. Christian, gay, I don't care. But let, let me let me wrap up the previous point, and then I'm coming right back to this one, telling you where you're wrong. Okay, so the guy who can't look at the gay guy and have a conversation with him, sit next to the lodge man, be his brother, can't examine himself enough to improve himself because he can't see his own faults. Because all he can see is his faults and his faults and his faults. If you can't see your own faults, you're never going to become the perfect Ashler. Right. You you can't. If you can't look at your last night, I said it out loud. 
hey, I'm wrong on this. This is something I need to work on with with a member of our lodge who just right. just hits my strings. And he doesn't really mean to, and he follows me around once once I've had it and I've got to walk away and get a minute away from him. He still like he follows me around, and just keeps pulling those same strings. Some of it's his fault, and and and, and I would like to say it's all his fault. He just needs to leave me alone and stop. Some of it's my fault that my fuse is just too short with him. You do have a short fuse with him, but and that's something he I follows need, you around, and he looks at you as agreed. the ringleader of the lodge. But that's something I need to work on within myself. It's not all his fault. Like it's I'm also partly to blame for the reason I lose my shit whenever he's messing with me, and he's not intending to mess with me. Is like the saddest part about it. He's just that dude. So, back to the what do we do because they're a sovereign jurisdiction? I have a real simple answer to this. What do you think every state in this country would do if Tennessee went to their Grand Lodge and all of a sudden started admitting women? Do what now? If Tennessee had their Grand Lodge and decided at their Grand Lodge, this is not a man's only fraternity anymore, now we let in women. We probably would not no longer recognize Every state in the Union overnight would right. withdraw recognition from right, Tennessee. Right, right, right. Why? Because that's a landmark, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's a landmark you let a gay guy in. I'm sorry, I do. We do. Not, that's. I agree. 100%. I think, I agree with you. That's but not I think, a judging criteria. But here's the thing: is in in the wording of either their constitution, it's not as black and white as a woman. I I understand and, what and, you're saying. In their eyes, there are shades of gray. And, I understand and what you're using saying. Those. But they're using. My point is, they're just like the Grandmaster of D.C. said. They're using. The perspective that Christianity is 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 the religion of Freemasonry because right. the reason it's wrong for gay people is because of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So if one holy book forbids it, and that's the only holy book you're going to use, you're violating the landmarks of Freemasonry. Before we ever get to the to that issue, it is on par with letting a woman into the lodge. So you think that mm-hmm. all the other jurisdictions in the United States should withdraw recognition. The that, world, that, that's your answer. The, the world, world, maybe, even. The problem, I think... Because because here's the thing. We're not doing that, and every time somebody finds out you're a Freemason, the last thing they saw about a Freemason was, we don't let in gays. And so not only is that going to affect the membership in Tennessee, fellas, that's affecting who's going to be applying to this lodge, not in Tennessee. Right. That's affecting who's applying to every lodge in America, because they know this story. And that guy under 30 doesn't know the structure of Freemasonry in America, that we're not a federal system. As far as he knows, we just don't let in gay people because that's the only part of the story he caught. That's the only part he retained. So it's affecting every single lodge in America. And so if you don't now condemn those acts in a very public way, because this was made very public by choice or not by choice, there were news cameras at this lodge, at this Grand Lodge. And that kind of... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail you there. Uh, That kind of bothers me, too, that more states haven't said something about this. A lot of them come out and made edicts that this is wrong, but they're not going to withdraw, which I understand. What they're trying to do is make it to where you can still attend Lodge somewhere in America. Otherwise, the whole web falls apart and you're calling into a Lodge on Skype because you can't leave your house without being considered clandestine. In our own jurisdiction, though, if 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 you don't play it careful... Even in our jurisdiction, we'd lose fifty. Uh, what what we're espousing, what we believe in this lodge right mm-hmm. here or in this group, isn't necessarily what the, everybody believes. 
So you're looking at losing possibly 40, 50% of your membership either way you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we were talking about and war Randall, earlier. I just don't want to play that game. Let me, yeah, but we were talking about war I don't earlier. Blame them. We were talking about war earlier, and I, and I can't remember for the life of me, but it was like one of these old like war stories. It may have been Greece. But like half of this general's army like just ran away. When he saw what the, who, who they were getting our fight, he was only left with half the army. One of his main advisors said, "Sir, we've only got left half our army. The others retreated." He said, "Good, we got rid of the cowards already. Well, we've got less of the good guys." <laughs> Same thing. If 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 half of our lodges leave because of this issue, it's we don't need them. Shouldn't be here. No, I understand that. I understand what you're saying. I know Grand Lodge is going to make a money decision and not it's a, it's a, a right a, and wrong a, decision. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. What's that? The what he just said. The coward part of it, well, the, the the people leaving, or people that shouldn't have been here in the first place. And but it, it, but it's a it, it's a membership decision as we fight it, for I understand membership, that. fight for members. But this is hurting our membership. Forty fifty percent of our this, members. This is this is right. hurting. If you want to just talk about money, but you're talking one fell swoop. Forty percent of the people no, leaving. Here's, 50 here's what you're not seeing versus getting people trickling back in. This is interest payments because the people you're excluding are you're going to be your long time dues payers. If you get a guy in here at 21, he lives to 70, 80. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to pay dues that he's a 50-year member and ain't paying no more. Mm-hmm. You're losing future money for this dude that's going to maybe live 20 years. I mean, you're, you're making a bad financial investment in siding with the people who are going to be paying you the money the shortest amount of time as opposed to the people who are going to come in and pay for the rest of their lives. But the old dudes are entrenched. I'm saying if you just want to look at it as pure black and white, we're not going to, like here in our jurisdiction, who is unrelated to this jurisdiction, some of our members who would be excellent brothers, who I would love to sit and lodge with, who are going to be the kind of guys we want in here, who are going to be the kind of guys who are, because believe it or not, like one of the things of Freemasonry is that Jesus thing of they will know us by our works. That is a a, a thing we have here, is is a Mason is not a ring wearer, a Mason is not... A, a, a guy who who says he's a mason a guy who's a mason is a guy who acts like a mason mm-hmm. and everybody sees he's a mason a lot of those guys that we're going to want who are going to who are going to represent this fraternity in a fashion which we want to be represented in who are the guys we want to be a member of our group because they make our group better are right. not going to come because of that yep and it's not just tennessee like you said it's the entire and the only way to have solved this which which isn't going to happen and I understand why it's not going to happen. The only way to solve this is why the attention was turned on that is for most of the Grand Lodges in this country to make a news story out of the fact that, hey, those guys are assholes. We're not we're not doing this. Those guys ain't us. And and while the attention's focused there, you come out and you publicly say, we don't believe that. They're wrong. Yes. And they tried doing that a little bit, but they sent out edicts to their lodges. So we know about it. Mm-hmm. Other Masons know about it, but that's... The public doesn't. But we already know what the score is. Well, the, the the future of masonry doesn't. Yeah, exactly. All right, hold on, Tony. I gotta go. All right, brother. We'll see. You. Sorry that the show ran late yeah, and everything. It's you know, it's the show. And there he goes, one of a kind, God's own prototype. Ugh. You couldn't have saved the sarcasm while I was gone. No, that's a Hunter S. Thompson see quote, you, man. I gave you a Hunter S. Thompson quote he made about his lawyer. That was a compliment. Get out of your ass. I'm mad at you now. You didn't mean it though. I kind of meant it, a little bit. Yeah, I didn't mean it at all. Okay. So now what do we do? Oh, well, I mean, I guess we can finish the board. <laughs> uh, but, but part of it, in, in the Tennessee thing, it's not just the gays. Isn't it also the cohabitation? Well, that's what they used to kick out the one dude, and then apparently he had a bunch of his brothers stand up for him like you should do for your brothers. Yeah, I commend those guys. They stood up and said, no, 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 no. This dude's cool. 
he's who we want in this fraternity. And then they were pretty much, started, oh, yeah? Well, you can go join him out of this fraternity. And so the cohabitation is what they got him on because he lived with his partner before gay marriage was legalized. But are they getting anybody else on cohabitation? Co- well, right now, a lot of people are saying, hey, live with my girlfriend. I guess I'm out. See you later. Right. I mean, with, on their demit letters. We've got people in this lodge who'd probably have to kick out if, I mean, that they're... they're <laughs> They're living in sin. There's a ton of them. I mean, most of them. Most, most of the young guys in this lodge at some point lived with their girlfriend before they got married or on their way to getting married. I did it. Harlan did it. I don't see when... Okay, this is speaking as a Christian. And I believe that my God is the God. You know, powerful, all-knowing, all, all the alls. Mm-hmm. Why, if you believe that, why do you get so daggone scared? Why do you worry that? Oh, if we if we let a gay in, that gay's gonna ru- are they scared that that gayness is gonna secretly ru- secretly they think dick may be delicious. I, I don't. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're getting at? Is they're worried they might be a little gay. No, if you're gay, that's not on me. You know, and I'm not endorsing it. Well, it's but the I'm same not condemning thing. Condemning you? That's your thing. It's the same thing when I joined this lodge. When I joined this lodge, I uh, my kid went to a Bible school. My older kid now went, went to a Bible school, like right up the road from my house. Like a, what is that, summer vacation school where they go for like all week. Oh, the vacation Bible school. Yeah. And, and he like going. And I, I took him. He, this kid went to church pretty much every Sunday, not to that church, but a different one. But this one was close to the house and he went. And I liked it because it was an afternoon thing, so I could take him and pick him up and everything. And uh, I had babysitter. the youth pastor so it wasn't no he liked going like i don't i've never like cared about watching my kids my kids are both like i like hanging out with them but he saw my ring the youth pastor did mm-hmm. and said oh you're a freemason I said yeah yeah i am and i'm expecting him to like be a freemason too because that's about you know yeah, he recognized the symbol it, it was yeah people weren't like like since then i've been attacked for conspiracy theories and i hate god and all that stuff since then but this is the first time i was actually um you know called out and he's like well you know you're going straight to hell, man, when you die. And I'm like, what? I mean, yeah, I am, but not for this. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and, you know, he's like, well, you let in people of other faiths. You can't do that and be a Christian. It's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, y'all let in Jews, y'all let in Muslims, y'all let in all these other faiths, and you're a Christian sitting there in that lodge with them people. You can't do that. And I was like, you tell me when you call a plumber, you check, see what faith he is for, you come let him clean your shitter. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean... But the problem is, is that same kind of mentality is now part of this fraternity when it comes to other things. Okay. They don't let in Jews, and they don't let in Muslims, and they don't let in foreigners because that's not all right to them as far as Freemasonry goes. Well, and that's not what Freemasonry is. I've heard that said that like when you've got a group of people and you're praying, you don't know what God you're actually praying to. Does it matter? Well, it, really, God, doesn't know God, God know? I'm, doesn't I'm, God like you understand to. your intentions? I I know who I'm exactly. I don't understand all that. I don't understand fear. somebody that can't sit fear. next to someone of a different religion and have a conversation. Like why is why is conversation so scary to these people that they can't sit down and be like, so what do y'all do? Oh, that's interesting. Here's what we do at my church. My belief is that people are lazy have gotten lazy over the last few decades and that they most Christians have about a Sunday school version of events. Okay, they know well, the story of that, Adam but also part of the problem is, and, and this is an American society. Understand the context behind it. 
Correct. And and this is also, I think, a problem in American society as a whole is the culture has been evolving is everything is black or white to the general public. Yeah. It's either right or wrong. It's either yes or no. There's no, like, eh, areas where people don't. It, it, you have to fall into one side or the other. You have to be a Democrat or Republican. You have to be religious or an atheist. There's, there's no. But do you ever, did you ever say what the course of action was with Tennessee? What can I, as a Mason, do? As no, far nothing. As, there's exactly the only thing I can do is, as make, a person, is try nothing. to make my voice known in inside my lodge to let people. What happens if everybody starts talking bad about the gays or bad about the Muslims? Well, at that point, you have to stand up. At some point, yeah. At that point, you have to remind them that that we are a non-denominational fraternity, that we are non... And some people are going to fight that tooth and nail. Like, I've sat in lodges in the past year where, like, over the gay thing, where they pointed at the Bible on the altar and said, that book right there says, and we put it out there, so that means we can't be having this. And I'm like, what if we were in a Jewish area? <laughs> what if we were in a Muslim area? And I don't think that thought's ever crossed their mind that there's any other book that could ever go on that altar. They think it's a part of the Constitution. Because that's all they've ever seen on the Bible mm-hmm. in the Lodge of Therian, so Or seen on the altar in the Lodge of Therian. We just had the professor join us. So I'd like to turn on his mic if he would pull it down in front of his face. And he could weigh in on, on our discussion. The After Lodge Sensation. Oh, he's getting his glasses out. Nope, headphones. Oh, Good. headphones. Hello, Harlan. How are you doing? <sighs> all right, all right. We've covered one topic in bottom two and a half hours. To me, uh, so bottom line is this. He almost hit me. First they came. We, we about had a collision. How's that, how's that go? First they came for the Jews. and that No, night. first they came for the Masons, if you're talking about what Hitler actually did. Okay, well, first they came for the Masons, and I didn't care because I wasn't a Mason. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it goes. And then they came. No, I just not turned it off. They came for the Catholics. I didn't care. I wasn't a Catholic. Then they came for the Jews, and I didn't care because I wasn't a Jew. Then when they came for me, there was nobody when left. They came to, for me. There was yeah. no one there to. Yeah. So you've got to you've you've got to stand up, and we've got to quit being scared to speak out and speak our minds. Well, here's how I feel about it. If if this is why I've got to leave, and I'm not even gay, it's fine. I don't want to be a member of an organization who makes that kind of distinction. But then we leave behind an organization that's actually what we're detesting the part of the organization but sometimes the only way to fix something is to not like use it anymore sometimes something is so broken you have to wait for it to fix itself by not being a part of it anymore Hmm. like like if it's the lodge that's bad if it's your lodge that's bad and not the system in your jurisdiction as a whole that's a whole lot different you can stick around your lodge you can try to change your lodge But if it's the entire state, you can't keep supporting that system and reinforcing what they're doing. Life was a lot easier when gays just stayed in the closet. Oh, I agree. Can y'all just go back to the closet for us, please? I mean, y'all can do whatever you want to do. Just don't tell us about it. Because it's gross, unless it's two women, and that's kind of hot. But that's neither here nor there. Well, let's say hi to Harlan. Harlan? Hi. Hello. Hello. I uh, hang on. First of all, you agree with everything we've just said, right? No, no. Well, where, where do you disagree, sir? I, I wasn't here for the whole conversation. I'm just. I just want your just rubber it was, stamp it. It was you and the chaplain, so the odds are pretty good that. Here's what happens when you're not around. Just so you know, me and the chaplain pretty much agreed on every point. We were just backing each other uh, up. Absolutely, it was Tony. Kinda, what are you doing? It was it was kind of scary. You weren't here to give me my edge. 
You're the mm. sharpener. To the I kind of agreed with him too. To the. Uh, oh, and now you're agreeing with Brother Cube. Well, I didn't like know. I didn't know he agreed with me. I, let me change my opinion real quick. Well, actually, I kind there of went our with argument. What Tony said with this. Okay, if you're gonna talk, could you please say it into that microphone? Oh, uh, I mean, I agreed with uh, the chaplain when he said, uh, you know, like if if you're gay, why why should we why should we not let him in? I mean, we're supposed to accept everybody, right? Well, not, not everybody. I mean, well, you don't accept I mean, everybody. Like, I mean, there's crimes of moral interpretation. You ain't coming in here. You commit a felony. You're not coming in here. You're a woman. You ain't coming in here. You're an right. atheist. An atheist. You're not coming in here. Right. But here's my thing. If he meets all the other criteria and his thing's gay, is that one sin that's mentioned twice in the Bible so bad to you that you can't stand to be around him? Or are you just grossed out by it? He well, thinks that these gentlemen do protests too muchly. I actually used that line I mean, earlier. I used that did, exact yeah. line earlier. He did. I mean, and then I said, I think maybe secretly they think dicks delicious. So my thing that gets me on the whole uh, homosexual thing of not letting them in because they're homosexuals is, is that's one specific part of the Bible, and that's what gets me with people is, is they use just parts of the Bible. They don't use the mm-hmm. whole thing. And I've tried telling people, uh, you can't just use like one part of the Bible and then just go from there. Well, you can't pick the parts that you you right. agree with. You can't and, like and, pick and choose what you want to follow yeah. and not follow the whole thing. And it's the stuff f- you're doing, it ain't that big of a deal, right? I mean, you either follow it to to the full or not follow it at all. Or I have a radical idea for you Christians here. What if y'all like look at the example of Jesus? And I'm not talking about like the stuff he did. I'm talking about how he talked to people. What did Jesus do when he wanted to teach you something? He told you a little story about a little Aesop's it. fable right. type yeah. story that that, right. that gave you the moral. How about we look at the Bible as one of those Jesus stories overall? Let's not take it literal. Mm. Let's just say, mm, maybe this thing is, maybe maybe the flood's supposed to teach us this little lesson. Maybe maybe this part of the Bible is supposed to teach us this moral, and it's not actually what happened, and this is what they said, so this is the way it has to be. Maybe it's it's so the what you take out of the story and not the story that matters. So what about the chapters upon chapters upon chapters of of Hebrew tribe lineage? Oh, of, of so begat, 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 so begat. So, yeah. yeah, that's so y'all can claim citizenship. That's, that's all that's um, for. That's citizenship documents for Israel. I, I thought maybe there was a metaphor in there No, that's a Zionist conspiracy. Yeah, that's okay. actually a money tracking system is all uh, that act, is. Yeah, Tony, Tony. They could have left that book out there. at the Council of Nicaea. <laughs> y'all didn't really need that book of the begats. Well, but it was part of the book that, like, it's part of Leviticus, which has the whole... Oh, you're not, right. They, had, they, had, yeah. they hadn't invented editing yet at that point. Yeah. Yeah, you can't can't have that, because uh, otherwise people might be, you know, getting tattoos and eating shellfish and whatnot. So, before we get into anything else, I have to talk about what you did last night. Oh. Harlan oh. sends a show topic <laughs> I'm to sorry. all of us. I'm sorry. And instead of you looking at who it was sent to and saying, oh, this is a show topic. It's going to be interesting. It was about Masonic etiquette. I just said, I'm sorry. And now you're going to keep dragging it I on? have to tell the story. I have, no, I, have, I have to tell the story. Like, it's something's got to happen. Okay. And Best Lodge night And ever. it was, it was going to be, it, it wound up being. <laughs> it was. It wound up being. But it was going to be like a short night. But we'd been here since 12. I knew we were going to stay here till damn two anyway. I was thinking I was going to leave at 11, but in my heart of hearts, I knew that probably wasn't going to happen. You might want to make sure they got your AMs and PMs in there. That was, we were here from was, the morning. I was here like 13 like hours last night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a whole cycle. So, it's going to be a short meeting. 
we're wrapping it up. It's just home guys, dude. And we're short on them. We only got like 12 people in this room. Uh, I, I took the minutes last night. I always take note of the officers that were here and not here. All the officers they were, were all here. here. But it was everybody else. It was sideliners who weren't here. Yeah. And so it's we're wrapping it up, man. Like he's getting very close to the lodge. Your, your sonny boy up there is getting very close. And then you stand up because you think Harlan has sent you this, this, this show topic as a personal thing for you to bring up in the lodge. And you stand up and you say, an anonymous brother sent me an email this week about Masonic etiquette. And I think, and then you turn and face me and start telling me all the Masonic etiquette things I mess up on. Not understanding that all the things I mess up on, you're just as bad and you do some I don't do. So like, like you're, it makes you're, me feel superior I understand. if I can look down on someone else. But you're you a look pot. down on everybody. You're 12 feet tall. Well, that's true. But you're a pot and a kittle then. And I'm I, and like I told you, and then I followed proper Masonic protocol and stood up and told you, you just created a golem that was going to kill you. It, it wasn't going to wind up with me only. And you asked me if I knew what a golem was, and I said yes, and I'm not. You don't sure, know. I don't know. Harley, will you tell them the story of the golem, please? Because it's one of my favorite Jewish stories. One, there's several. With the one where the rabbi creates it. And yeah. No, you. It's. Is that so, where you feed the things in its mouth? No, you. you it's he wants his precious yeah, back. You make. You make a human figure out of clay. It's it's this old, it's, it's mystic theology, like a fable. It's a good okay. thing mm-hmm. about the truly righteous man is able to imitate God by creating a creature out of the dirt, except he's not God, so he can't give it a soul. So, mm-hmm. like if a ghost is a, if a ghost is a spirit without form, a golem is a form without spirit. Uh, and it's, I don't know what you want me to say about it. You, well, basically, you, put the, you put the inscription on its hand, but then it has a mind of its own, but no soul. He and it's creates like killing it. People. He creates it to do his bidding and it winds up killing him. Yes. Like it, it backfires in his face. Oh, I get it now. It okay. achieves the purpose he wanted it to achieve, but then it kills But he is also consumed by it as well. Actually, you're a big X-Files fan, aren't you? Oh yeah. There was a whole X-Files episode about yeah. this. Like the one where like there's the hate crime in the Hasidic community in New York and then like the chick like makes a golem from her husband's grave and yeah that's that's a golem let me explain to you like this you unleashed biological warfare last night you unleashed a super plague upon your enemy me but the problem is i'm gonna get sick i'm gonna give it to him he's gonna give it to him and then he's gonna give it to you and then we all have masonic etiquette that would be such a horrible thing no no so it's then, just it's just like you're you're trying to single me out whenever these are I all things singling you out you felt singled out you but i was not turned and looked at out. me behind your chair but but my point is is you're doing it, and you're one of the biggest vendors, and you're gonna forget in like every meeting. Yeah, but I he, don't have to stand up though, because right now my son's the master. Yeah. So oh, I, I understand, I but he won't be forever. He's also a Democrat, <laughs> so it's kind of a I do what I say, yeah. not what I do sort of thing. So then, like you kind of run out of steam, and you forgot what, like what you were gonna say. I just and remembered so, like the first. <clears> you day. read I the first paragraph the, of that. Is all you read. That is all you talked about was the first paragraph of that article. So then I got to talk about the rest. So then you turn to Harlan and say, Harlan, would you mind doing this? And while Harlan's trying to prepare for this presentation, you just threw on him. Like, you literally, like, we're not into it yet. Harlan had a shit day yesterday. Harlan's had a shit couple weeks. And for me to tell Harlan he's had a shit day, it's a nightmare. Right. Because normally, Harlan, Harlan's Harlan, and he just needs to do more in my eyes. But no, he, like... And then you throw this shit on. Harlan stands up, does an excellent presentation. We have an awesome awesome conversation afterwards, but it was still wrong, and I'm calling you out. Well, but we spent this whole time talking about etiquette and decorum and so on. 
Well, I was getting to that, yeah. Yeah, and then we closed Lodge and couldn't stop giggling like schoolgirls. Nobody and, was laughing out loud. We were yeah. all we all looked like we were having but seizures. There were people that didn't get what was going on, and were, so we. But just, then they were just laughing at us. Yeah, like these guys just gave this big talk about etiquette and decorum, and then the chaplain can't even pray without breaking into. We giggles. were doing like I had a headache, like I was in serious pain when he finally started the prayer. I was so happy because I was able to just lay on the desk for a minute and try to collect myself. And and what was funny wasn't that funny. Like, no, like I, there's guys, on it, there's no way I like, can explain it to you where it's funny. I looked back on it this morning and I was like, why the hell was that so hilarious? Here's the reason it was fun is because it was like a lot of little stuff adding up to it. And then that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And once we started, because like, especially for you yeah. and everybody's been worried and it's been such a shitty time. Like it was just all of a sudden there was like this release. Yeah. And we couldn't control it, and we couldn't stop it once it happened. And then, like, every time I would get myself under control, and I'm no longer laughing at the thing that isn't really that funny anyway, like, you would do just a little something, or somebody else would do just a tiny little thing, and then it would just set it off again. You turned and faced the wall, and I was like, Jesus, if Harlan can't get through closing, there's no hope for any of us, which caused me to lose it. And then the prayer, and then Tony, like, goes into the prayer, and he's making it a long prayer, because all I'm doing is praying for Aaron. Please, Aaron. It is within, we're all home people. There ain't no visitors. There ain't nobody here that don't know us really well. You can just say, dispensing with all further signs and ceremonies, we're closed, y'all. Just, and then we could roll around on the floor and laugh, but they're dragging it out. It felt like five years to close this lodge last night. I'm in serious pain. Everybody's cracking. Half the room don't even know like how it started. They're just now doing the same thing, laughing uncontrollably without making a sound because they saw us, a and bit. it just kind of spread all the way around. It all started with your apron. Yeah, just a little bit of background. Guys, in the last few weeks, um, I, I've been retaining water, and I've... And I've uh, I'm a, my girth is a little bit oh, larger than your, what it has been. Your period's been. coming. I get it. I'm bloated. I've been bloated. And so I went to put on my chaplain apron last night, and I, even though I could get it on, I didn't want to get it on because it was a little bit snug. And so what I did is I went and put on a past master's apron. Mm-hmm. Then I, I brought the chaplain apron and set it on the side of the chair, of the chaplain's chair. Nobody noticed. Mm-hmm. Nobody said anything till about the last two or three minutes while we are getting no, ready to close lodge. As soon as he started closing, I realized, I was like, why aren't you wearing your apron? Because I, I thought you would forgot to put your apron on. And that's when somebody said, it doesn't fit. And then the look on your face of like this caught, embarrassed, mm, sad puppy dog eyes with a little bit of a blush <laughs> set me off. And then I had this flash in my head and I can't really explain it. Like it's going to take more words than how long it was communicated in my own brain to myself was of a Masonic stewardess handing you a apron extender like on an airplane <laughs> and you having to put it on. Oh, I got to have an extender and like you being embarrassed. And then I lost it. And Harlan was losing. Harlan goes and gets his 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 laptop shoulder strap and hooks it on your apron for your apron <laughs> extender and and like I'm trying to keep control and I I lost it. Well, see, and I didn't see that. Guys in the back of the to. room lost their mind and we pissed off two guys. We have to have a conversation with two guys because okay. they're upset about this. We need to explain to them. You need to understand that this isn't normal. And if okay. and here's the thing: if there, if it hadn't just been like close family last night, like I would have walked out of the well, room. Would have gone but, outside. As opposed to yeah. disrupting Lodge. Yeah. 
And I was really trying. And that's the, the, I was on the fence about just going outside anyway. That's the like other funny part is like we were trying our hardest. Everybody that was like losing their mind was trying their absolute to hardest to not disrupt closing. We were trying to be serious and that made it worse. And I couldn't. I just couldn't. Like, says, Brother Chaplin, could you close a prayer? And, he's, and then he starts he a long ass prayer. He he's got a par- prayer he says, prepared. He says, he's. Yes, my master. <laughs> It was, it was like that helium voice. Yeah, like, it, instead of saying thank you, Jesus, for like this moment right now, amen. That should have been your prayer. Jason wouldn't even have cared. He wouldn't have cared. You could have just stood yeah, up and you said, thank you, Jesus. You said amen. thank you, Jesus, for this moment right now, amen. And that would have been the best prayer. But no, <laughs> your prayer was five minutes long. Well, it was really only 30 seconds. It just I took him no five idea. minutes to it, get through it. It, felt, dude, it took it him five minutes like to get forever. through it because he'd say two words and then. <laughs> But it was uncontrollable. Yes. This was not by there was, design. No, there was this no was way just, this could have been stopped. And this was, was, once it started, it was, it it, was the you whole, couldn't. This back quadrant of the lodge, this it, whole no, side right the here. the whole place. I looked over. But it's they a, over there was laughing at the ones over they here. They were laughing at us. They, they had no idea what was going on. Like, I looked at the Patreon of the lodge because that's the man I felt like. Patreon. I can't talk today. Patron of the Lodge, who I who I was the man who I was I was feeling like he was gonna be the most disappointed in what was happening right now. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was gonna think just a little bit less of us for that night. And I looked over at him and he was kinda like leaning over on the chair, like and I could see him doing the same thing. I was like, Oh, we're fine. Oh, thank Jesus. Well, because he's probably been here. Like he's he's been in this situation, I'm sure, at some point. So he didn't know what happened, but he knew what was going on. I mean, like, I think he, if we would just like laughed it out. Like that would have been so like timed out, time out. Let us just get this out. But the problem is, is like none of us felt like disrupting the closing, and the yeah. closing had started. We were trying to do the right thing. We just couldn't do it. Yeah, all because of a fat boy. Because I'm fat. I don't even. I can't. You had to be here like all night <laughs> like, to get why that's funny. Yeah. I and think Odie's her- sitting over there, and I like we're leaving. He's like, "That's etiquette, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I I really think that part of that we kind of mentioned it earlier part of that was the situation of yesterday it was we started here so early yesterday the things that went on throughout the day by the end of the night we're tired we're stressed we just just the whole enormity of everything and some little thing and some, some little of it, glimmer well and, and, and then, then and then when we seen harlan laughing, that, that's what i was going to say okay. is just seeing him being able to laugh yeah, for a minute for him to be able to like made that, it that much better it yeah. like added extra on to it like it's funny anyway and now that we see that he's able to like then it's right and that kind of gave us a, it, i think that was seeing that you know harlan's gonna be okay type thing mm-hmm. that we all that was it, it just i, I, I mean the huge release of that's everything. like in in my highlight like not like degree work like like bringing my son and stuff like like just like regular that's the highlight of every business meeting i've ever attended in my life that was yeah. The greatest yeah. moment of a business meeting as far ever. As business period. meetings go, yeah, that's. <laughs> and it ended up being a great presentation, impromptu. It ended up being a, the one well, of the we best went, we got into a discussion that had nothing to do with what we originally talked. It devolved right. into it, which was an awesome discussion. That, but I, my, but it was a bad move on my part to bring I'm just it up. Giving to the time. shit, I, like it, it worked out great. But like my point on it is, is my only regret about last night is there wasn't a bunch more sideliners that could have contributed to the end part of that yeah. conversation, mm-hmm. to and and or hear it, because the end of that conversation was awesome, <laughs> except for the one comment that was made by the senior deacon. Yeah, yeah well, when right worshipful grand censor Bob, yeah. like you 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 can't throw furniture at him by the way anymore. <laughs> like that's 
I didn't throw it at him. Uh, I mean, that's not how I remember it. Um, well, I mean, you remember it your way, and I remember it my way. We've already talked about that on the show yeah, about how I'm okay. kind of at fault for him being able to annoy me so annoy me so much. I mean, he is put here by the most worshipful to. Uh, but, but like Harlan, elected by the members. But Harlan spends five minutes explaining this thing about malady. He explains it, goes through it, clears it up, says it like. Not like he's teaching, like he's teaching a high school class. Not in college, and just we did high have school. Three newly raised brothers yeah. that were not hanging teach, on every word. N- not making it sound like like anybody's an idiot. Just explaining it like it's a high school class. Right. Then, for some reason, Bob thinks that it's time to clarify what Harlan just said, and he clarifies it and reverses everything Harlan just said. Just says it completely wrong and says it from a position of authority, like he wrote the Constitution. It was like mic drop when he got done. He yeah. sat down, mic drop. He sat down and said, end of discussion, pretty much. And then I'm like, N- no, everything he just, y'all, everything he just said is wrong. Y'all know that, right? We've um, talked a little bit about being here so long yesterday and well, the enormity of the this situation. This is on Harlan. I don't know how he wants to do yeah. or if he wants to well, do anything or what. That's part of why I, uh, why I uh, came in late today. Um propriety being what it is <clears throat> uh, is that where your really... dick's hard for four hours and you gotta go to the doctor no i think that's i don't know what that's called tony can you tell us we know you're on those pills candy we'll crush leave, we'll, we'll leave that for another show okay so uh we didn't have a show last week uh not because of easter um while uh, i appreciate you brothers and, and well-meaning you really could have gone on without me but uh it worked out. We got to replay episode three, uh, which has been highly requested. Uh, but the reason for all of that was uh, last, I guess it's been a week and a half ago, uh, my wife and I uh, suffered the stillbirth of our of our expected daughter. Um, so without going into the whole saga uh, that, that that was, uh, we went through it. She... Uh, you know, gave the birth, uh, and all of the guys from the lodge were were uh, there or calling or doing whatever they could to uh, to show their support. Um, we yesterday had the uh, had the memorial service uh, here at the lodge, um, which is why everybody was here all day. Uh, I don't really know where else to go with that. Um, I could go into my bent about how I didn't get arrested for terroristic threatening at the governor's office, but, uh, uh, uh yeah, yeah, we were trying to, uh, do the right in our minds thing by, uh, giving our daughter the, in the Jewish worldview, the, the only point of life is leaving the world in some small way, a better place than you found it. So we were trying to give our daughter the opportunity to do that by, Donating her um, her remains to uh, a university or uh, research facility that that could use that kind of material, because uh, you know fetal material has been a valuable research instrument. That's why we don't have smallpox anymore, and we can deal with Parkinson's and all kinds of other horrible things. Uh, but thanks to uh, some of our zealous countrymen and their sting videos about Planned Parenthood, etc. Um, it is not as easy to to make those kind of donations as it should be. Uh, so we were not able to do that. 
Um, so the moral of that is when you're out on your moral crusades in politics, uh, you got to think about the, the collateral damage. Uh, so we, uh, we, we didn't do that. Um, but, uh, that's, it's all, there was, there's some closure. Um, yeah, we, we did the memorial yesterday. I'm going to end up talking in circles. Uh, Tony was there, uh, at the hospital with us because my wife wanted him there. Um, and then she was worried when we finished after she came to, cause there were some complications. There was a, uh, small amount of time where I was deeply concerned that I was going to be losing her too. Um, but Tony was there. Uh, he was there to make me smile a little bit when I caught him watching Fox News, like, uh, in the waiting room. He was the only guy in there, had the remote next to him, tried to play it off like it was on when he got here and he was doing something else. Uh, little things like that. Uh, so brother, I'm glad you were there. Uh, but she was, she's glad you're okay. I think, think we're all okay. Um, uh, Marshall's wife has been spending a lot of time with her helping with the, the coping. Uh, really there's, this is, this is a struggle cause it's, it's yeah. not, it's not supposed to be this way. Like, like getting through telling people about this is, it's not like when that, that old guy in your lodge dies or like your grandfather dies or something where there's, there's like a textbook procedure on like, this is, this is what you say and this is what you do. Yeah. And, but this, this just doesn't have Well, this anything. is also something people don't like talking about. No. It's it's just all kinds of backwards. And it was... I thought I was going to be fine. Because, um, you know, it was... She hadn't been born yet. Um, so I, you know, I didn't have that much attachment, I didn't think. And, you know, I was thinking this is just going to be really bad on my wife. Uh, until the birth, and when they hand you your baby, and then I can see uh, her uh, as the twin of my other daughter, like, just identical. Uh, that's when it hit me pretty hard uh, but then I didn't have a chance to really go through the grieving process because there were the complications with my wife after that and I've been taking care of her and my daughter and arrangements and so on uh, so I'm sure this is going to come back and hit me again like a truck probably in the middle of some board meeting somewhere um, and they're going to think I just finally lost it but uh, beyond that I don't know what else needs to be said uh, but yeah that was my daughter uh, Evelyn, it's it's not so much the loss of of you know the child that you had memories and so on with. It's the loss of like the hopes and dreams and expectations that you had. Um, so that's uh, it, it. Just it just happens. It was a, a chromosomal issue, and it's highly unlikely to happen that late in a pregnancy. But I mean, it does happen. Uh, we know other people it's happened to. Uh, <clears throat> it was just, uh, you know, it's one of those things in life that blindsides you because uh, we didn't really have any reason to to expect this. It's not like, you know, tests were showing any kind of deformities or anything. Like organs were developing, hearts were beating, growth was happening towards the end a little slower than we would like, but it was happening. And uh, just one day, just... And that's one of those things that I think most people here, most of your brothers, like, we don't know what to say or do. Well, I don't either. That's like, we just, you know, tell you we love y'all and 
we're sorry as hell this is happening, but but we don't no. we don't know how to handle it either. But we I think as overall everybody just wants you to know that you know. No, and I I really do appreciate it. I mean, I I don't know what to say either, just because it's because uh, I can't imagine anything I could say that's going to help in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I think it's I think it's a time thing as well. Um, I mean, you got to pick up and carry on. We've taken a, a big inspiration from Marshall's family uh, with the loss of their daughter, who was eighteen, and my wife kind of looks at at Marshall's wife and says, you know, if she's still working and functioning and, you know, living life, then I'll find some way to do it. That there's light at the end of the tunnel. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that you can keep going. Um, if she can do it, then we can do it. So, uh, we will, uh, but that's why I, I haven't been here. Um, and I didn't want to open the show with that today. So, cause then that just, we kind of, it, it just wouldn't have worked, so came in at the end to uh, share that with you brothers. And I did get uh, quite a few Facebook messages and so on from uh, some of you who have stalked me down, thanks to Josh, and so you know who I am. Um, and, and I appreciate that. If I didn't respond to you, it's it, uh, I, I did receive them. It's just there were so many uh, that with everything that's been going on, I, I couldn't, uh, I may in the next week be able to sit down and respond to some of them, but, uh, I did get them. So thank you brothers. Uh, really that's, I, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. That, that hit me when I was driving home last night was this past week. I was doing funeral arrangements and, and final things, taking care of my wife. And, uh, there was a bunch of stuff that went crazy at work last week. And I kind of told them to go screw off and, uh, this week I had to clean that stuff up, um, and, and there there was all this stuff going on, and so I didn't. I was just focused on getting the stuff taken care of, and kept thinking lodge is coming Saturday. I'm gonna go to lodge. I'm gonna go to lodge on Saturday. I'm gonna go to lodge. So Saturday came. And I went to lodge, and as I was driving home last night, it kind of hit like, well, shit. Now what? Like, yeah. So I'm in that kind of phase. Like I, I I don't know. I guess I just go back to normal well lodge happens again in two <clears throat> weeks start yeah. with that <laughs> like i'm not trying to be facetious yeah. lodge happens again in two weeks start with that yeah so i'm uh i gotta gonna go back to work and uh, i think my wife's gonna get back to uh taking our daughter places and whatnot and we'll uh it's just a day-by-day thing all right brother well we love you and tony you got anything I think I'm topped out. <laughs> um, oh, Tony, you did do a uh, a fantastic job at the uh, memorial yesterday. Uh, my wife continues to rope you into these terribly uncomfortable situations, and you keep showing up. <laughs> um, I uh, I hope you felt the lo- the love from the lodge. I mean, the I support did. from the lodge. I think that was the main. That was one thing that we all wanted you to see but, is that you had somebody it, here for and you. And that's one thing we were worried about handling properly because like I don't I, I didn't want like everybody calling and texting right. at that time. So we I just told I think my exact words were you it's time for you to earn your your yeah, you your did. pay as chaplain. This is your job. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 so that way you're our embassy. You can tell us what's right. going on without us having to bother them. And I tried to like at the hospital to save Harlan and I gave gave you updates as you know mm-hmm. uh, as things progressed and how everything was going. Oh, but, uh, Alyssa's uncle today at this family thing I was at instead of being here uh, did ask about that Tony guy from yesterday uh, and if I keel over before he does I kind of want him to speak at my funeral no no that's happening that if, no if I die before Tony well this Tony's is a guy this is a guy he's not a mason he never really met Doesn't Tony matter. outside of my wedding no. and like yesterday and he's like that guy uh, I, I want that guy to talk at my my funeral but. I'll be honest this was one of the two yeah. hardest hardest things that I've ever done. One, the first, of course, was Marshall's daughter. Or, yeah, that was by I far. The, you did that one up yeah. to that point. That was the. I mean, that's been the toughest thing, and then this. And I think it, it would be easier if you didn't know the people as much. When when you're so yeah. attached, you know, yeah. it makes it very difficult. Well, and luckily, we have a lodge where. Jason, me and you go at each other, but you know I love you, mm-hmm. and I'm attached to you. You know I'm attached to Harlan, and and I think that's one of the good things, and I think that's one of the purposes of our fraternity. When we talk about having each other's backs and that we're there for each other, that's fine to say that, but there will come a time. Yeah, I mean you gotta that you, you gotta put to, up or shut up at exactly, some point. That that you have to, and it doesn't matter what time it is, it doesn't matter when. We have to prove. And when something Our like this happens, is like like it, mm-hmm. although you're doing whatever you can do, like you're super frustrated because you don't know what the f- to do. Like no. you don't know what the right move is. I don't think anytime. you have to do anything though. And Harlan knows better than this because I haven't been through that. But I think it's just the fact that knowing that you're there. I mean mm-hmm. that 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 you're there and that you care that no. you, that you're not carrying this burden alone. So. It is. I really think that's that's pretty much it. That's. Um, that means more than any of the any of the things that people try to say or do or, or what have you is just that knowledge that you know your brothers are there uh, that's why I was itching so much about Lodge this week was mm-hmm. like my wife wanted to, to you know she wanted to be with her friend or then she wanted to be alone or she, she had her different things and, and mine was Saturday's coming and I want to go to Lodge like that's yeah and it worked out because yeah, the closing last night was. I mean, oh there's a different kind of tears being shed everywhere. Uh, I've not laughed that hard in an <laughs> extremely long time. I think it was so. part of that release of that emotional buildup. It was just that, that's that's. I was thinking this morning. That's why I can't explain to anyone yeah. why it was funny. No, because no. really, like when you tell a story, like it's I picked up stupid. Tony's apron yeah. and and said, "Whoa, really? This doesn't feel like that." It's it's kind of like, "Ha, that's kind of funny," but it wasn't. Any on paper, other, it's nowhere near as funny. In as, any other day, any other lodge meeting, that would have been worth a couple Snickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it would have been. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So thank you again, there guys. So thanks for joining us for episode something or another. One eighteen. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. One eighteen. And uh, I never do the closing. So I don't know where to go, and my well, song's not loading. Uh, it, it's, well, while it's you're loading good. that, uh, I will also need your edit sheet because uh, I know you have one of those. Um, I told him to do one. Cause you're a liar. You're a man of God, and you just, just lied just, out loud. 
just since I've been here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Uh, maybe we can have jazz. Um. Uh, um. Because <laughs> I'm looking over at your laptop and it's closing in on the two hour mark. And yeah, that's the thing that's happening in life right now. I feel like there's a a lot of edits to be made. I feel like I don't know, man. Because I I left you unsupervised with the chaplain. That I mean, you can't help yourself. I'll be honest with you. We were kind of upset at first about. I'm, you're gonna add another one with the phone. Um. So yeah, we were kind of upset at first, and so there were maybe. In the meantime, last week I went to Burger King. Tony. I love you, brother. I will kill you. <laughs> but so, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe we can get you some highlights of edits. Ah! <laughs> uh, brother Chaplin, sing us out. <sighs> All right. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get us on the snooze net. <laughs> it's like at FreemasonryPound.org. Oh, wow. We've got a yeah. phone number. Look up a previous episode, and you'll be able to find that phone number. And uh, you can always download our podcast on iTunes. Really? You can download the podcast you're listening to right now? You think that's something you can do? How would one go about that? At the end of the podcast, you're going to tell them how to find... You know, ah! <laughs> Shit! We, uh... We never mentioned that you can, in fact, download the podcast through the iTunes store. We are uh, we are in the iPhone iTunes store. Uh, so if you own an iPhone, uh, you're you're messing up your life. But also, uh, you can get the podcast quite easily. You can also get it from www.afterlodge.com, together with the show notes for this and every previously published episode of the After Lodge podcast. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge@gmail.com. When you do the edits, can you edit in a song? Yes, yes, I can. I can do that. Um, I don't know how you feel about some uh, some good southern gospel or. At this point, I could not give a flying. I got it. I got it. So. Uh, yeah, brothers. Beyond that, uh, we'll we'll see you next week, and uh, hopefully you were able to make it this far in the show because I have no idea what happened while I was gone. Good stuff, man. Um, we only covered one topic on that board, so par for the course. But All we right. went really in depth in that talk- topic. Yeah. We were the Masonic Square Table this week. All right. Well, have oh, a good week, brothers. I don't know how to end without music. Other. What yeah. do we do? What Just do I do with my hands? Bye. Uh, okay. Goodbye. Bye. She packed my bags last night pre-flight Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high As a kite by then I miss the earth so much I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a time Less flight 
I think it's gonna be a long, long time. 